You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. What's up, player? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Aren't she like Mr. Bean? I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo 
Hello, everybody. Indeed, yes. Welcome into the program. Uh, the program's name is Never Not Funny. I'm the host of the program. My name is Jimmy Pardo. We welcome you in on a beautiful here in California, way beautifully uh, sunny Monday afternoon, uh, early uh, late late morning, close to noon. Um, but hot, hotter than hell outside. Hot, hot, hotter than hell. No, that's a. Uh, that's Kiss off the your uh, off their Hotter Than Hell album. That is the title tr- uh, title track, Hotter Than Hell, off the Hotter Than Hell album by the rock band Kiss, who at one point in their career was hotter than hell. They then did uh, that uh, that uh, uh, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Amusement Park or whatever the hell they called it, Phantom of the Park, uh, made for TV movie that every kid stayed home and watched and uh, and then didn't know how to talk about it on Monday because it was so fucking horrible. Um, but they. Uh, Kiss was so busy, apparently, that they did not uh, uh, fulfill the obligation. I'm getting a lot of these facts wrong, uh, that they did not uh, have any new songs. uh, So they just repackaged that as, I want to say, wreck, wreck, wreck and destroy. I believe that was what they (laughs) they did for that. uh, That was, quote, unquote, the new song. And it was uh, a bummer. Can I ask you a question, Uh, Jimmy? Uh, More than happy. How old were you when Phantom of the Park uh, came out on TV? Twelve. Yeah. Okay. Was it seventy eight? Was know. it seventy eight? Gary, look that up, please, if you would. Uh... I, I only ask because I feel like um, what I've noticed, and I guess I remember this from from childhood too, but I'm noticing it with Charlie is that uh, kids of a certain age have no um, taste. They just watch whatever, <laughs> and if it's even in the if if it's in within a thousand miles of their interest, they like it, and then it doesn't matter. We just uh, over the weekend. We just watched a movie. Zoe went to a friend's house because they were doing a outdoor. They were watching a movie outside, socially distanced with an outdoor projector. So we were like, great, we can watch something that Charlie would like that Zoe doesn't care about. And we chose The Big Green, which is a 1992 Disney movie about soccer. And it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) It is unbelievably bad. I, I mean, I cannot believe when you look at Disney today. Just even 20 years back, look at how bad some of their movies were. It's it's bonkers uh, that they were letting stuff like this through. But Charlie loved it because it's about soccer. So he was like, great, big right. fan. And he doesn't like usually want to watch movies. But after that one, he's like, okay, I'll watch him. I'll watch any sports movie. That was his like new concession. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you, Charlie. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess what I'm saying is if you had just been eight when that movie came out, you would have loved it. Um, 1978. 78 yeah so uh does it say was it in september uh, or uh, august when was that Garen? october looks like around halloween october, october right so i i was in fact 12 <clears throat> years old so uh yeah just too old for it matt too old mm-hmm. uh to appreciate how awful it was or and to yet, not care i mean it should have been geared towards your age because that's i mean they they made a terrible movie that's their fault <laughs> but like, because honestly like that's you're the perfect target age for kiss the band in general and their music oh it uh, as paul stanley said many times they they thought they were going to be doing their hard day's night their help like their version of the beatles movies where they might not be great but they're fun and people enjoy them mm-hmm. and it, that none of that happened right. it's just a unwatchable effing mess it is awful. i mean it's fucking awful it's awful i mean you know it's not uh uh i couldn't even pull up another movie uh that, that's how uh, sleep deprived i am hey garen uh, uh you got that one on blu-ray kiss versus the fam of the park yeah yeah 
No, no. Here's the thing. I've been trying to track that down to give Jimmy for his birthday <laughs> forever, and I found it one place for cheap. And by the time I went to order it, it was gone. Uh, so we, I believe we already ho- have it here at the house. Um, well, I gave also, up on that a, a while ago. Thank you, because I don't know how I, to do it. <laughs> you, you know how bad I am with getting uh, gifts anyway. I don't know how I, my acting would have been on even pretending <laughs> to say thank you on that. When, that when was the last time you watched it? You know, I think I tried to convince Ali. We either did watch it five years ago, mm-hmm. or I tried to convince him to it, uh, or maybe he would have been too scared. You know, as a kid, you hear Phantom and you don't know. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kept on saying, it's, it's, it's not even as scary as a Scooby-Doo. It's like, <laughs> there's nothing to this, man. Uh, but I don't remember if we watched it. Um, he's in a camp today. He's doing an uh, 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 animation camp. Oh, cool. um, online of course and uh, so I cannot bother him I cannot bother him today um, with uh, with our bullshit <laughs> can't just go tell him father needs him I can imagine the, uh, the relief that set over him when he realized oh my god I have doing something on a Monday and so yeah. my dad cannot interrupt me drag me I, into his bullshit he is uh, uh, if you're, you're not kidding he's forever grateful that uh, this week is the, that camp um, I wish he had a camp every week quite frankly but they just there weren't uh, as weird as this sounds, there just weren't good options this summer. And that's bizarre because there should have been a gazillion options. At least for Oliver, there weren't uh, a lot of good options. I'm sure for yeah. some other kids there were. But uh, um, I always bring I bring this up every year that on uh, we always seem to record either on or around this date, uh, July 13th. It is the 35th anniversary of Live Aid, uh, which uh, means that I know exactly what I was doing. I was sitting on my couch with my mom and stepdad. Uh, the entire day while I had the chicken box. That is the uh, just uh, so which means that now as I get into my 50s, shingles right around the corner. So looking forward to getting shingles as an adult, uh, which yeah. I hear is uh, painful and awful. And uh, it lies dormant in you. And then it either pops up or it doesn't. Uh, so it's not it's not a lock because I had chicken pox as well. It is not a lock, but. Um, oh, I've had it. You've had shingles. Yeah. How old did you were you when you had them, Garen? Oh, it's 30 something it it's it's bad it hurts <clears throat> well so we have that we have that to look forward to uh elliot if you uh, if you get them i i wish they could just rename shingles i i think it's the, you and i both brother the worst name it's isn't it bad enough that it exists now we have to call it something really disgusting and i think it's evocative but uh is it evocative the right way does it does your skin turn into shingles it looks right, doesn't it, Garen? Look like it's like a roofing shingles, kind of hanging off of you, like rough. Awful! Come on, man. No, That's always... it looks like it looks like chicken pox. It's red. It does. Blotches. I thought it looked a little yeah. more scabby than that. Not no. Maybe I think if you look look up, a, look up for a serious, severe case of shingles online. Oh, I'm kind of. Uh, yeah, look at some I, pictures. I, go ahead, go ahead, Garen. Look at some photos of that. Or don't. I, I really apologize for taking us down this road. <laughs> I'm gonna type in severe shingles. Yeah, look that up. Which, by the way, I saw. I believe they opened the Live Aid uh, show uh, 35 years ago. That was a uh, big right gig for them. Yeah, it was. They, oh, they were know, lucky to have it. Matt got out of the oh, God. the clubs. Yeah, onto the. You big see gig. it, Garen? Yeah, mine wasn't severe. Yeah. But it Do you want to maybe like rethink mother. what you had? Maybe you just uh, bumped into something and it was red for a minute or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have had a mosquito bite. Pretty. Uh, speaking of which, I don't know if you can see this on the video. These little bumps right there. Do you see those two things? Mm-hmm. Are you able to see them? I have a little cover up on it so it doesn't, sh- you know, my forehead doesn't shine in the sun. But um, I was putting up uh, some blinds yesterday in this very room that uh, Matt, uh, if you want to read the uh, pull up that email I sent yeah. you yesterday, 
if, if Matt, Matt will read the email I sent about the blinds, I bought some blackout blinds to help us for when um, our show goes past these certain hours and then the sun starts setting in a different spot and we have to use uh, artificial lighting to assist. Um, so I was putting those up yesterday. And, um, and by the way, the email chain is titled and the subject of it, in fact, is accounting. <laughs> <laughs> so wait where'd it go oh my god i had it and then it disappeared um okay accounting stuff so we were emailing about accounting stuff and uh one of one of which was the money spent on these black oh lines. right 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 okay mm. but i just thought it, to me it was funny that we were like just it was like the most boring business exchange we maybe have ever had in our lives sure and then you wrote here's an update the blackout blinds can suck my balls they are awful <laughs> they keep the sun out but you can't really adjust them up and down i'm mad at the world <laughs> uh, i was uh I, I said that last part because of our theme song um of course about how it's really it's it's truly really no big deal but uh by i uh, so what ended up happening as well is you had to use these they provided these little uh <clears throat> clamps to uh, to be able to adjust them up and down but they didn't go wide enough to uh, to hold them so i i had to improvise and use these other clamps to hold it up and as i was doing that the thing um as i opened it too wide you know to try to press it down wide enough it slipped out of my hand so i went down to try to catch it before it hit the ground and in doing that smashed my head on oh my, my computer God. monitor Ow. like right right i mean i i mean and not just i mean I, all I kept on thinking was, thank God it wasn't an inch over or I'd be the ER because, yeah. I, I mean, I it was the very edge of, and you know how computer modems like are now. They're, it's like an they're, iMac, right? So it's got that yeah, razor like thin, thin. Razor thin. Ra like literally not even a half inch wide. It's yeah. uh, smashed and, my head on that. And not and not a, not a bevel or a chamfer. There's a little bit of a, an actual, you know, hard, hard edge on that. It is. It is. It hurt. So, and then in addition, so, so I, my anger towards these blinds, which by the way, uh, have uh, since been uh, put on a pile of uh, stuff that Oliver could use for his various crafts that he does. Because, oh, no. Uh, because I went to, what I ended up doing is, uh, so I go to the garage and so I'm like, well, maybe I got something else that could work better for this. And, you know, I, I just need them to stay up while, because they, they, they were not expensive. They were like, you know, 12 bucks each or something. And mm -hmm. uh, so I just needed them to stay up Nine, literally 99% of the time they have to stay up so that they don't block the window and so it's like well maybe I have something in the garage and I come back and one of them's already fallen down the uh, one of them is, is, is like falling as if uh, you know it's the curtain rod in the uh, front of a bar that hasn't been opened in seven years like all and I just went fuck it fuck it fuck and uh, took it all down oh okay so uh, let's hope that the sun doesn't affect us today because I, I don't have any blackout blinds. Mm -hmm. How how blackout were they? Did they really work pretty well? Okay, worked pretty well. Um, but uh, I, I, I I've got some other plans uh, over here on uh, as far as that goes. I've uh, got some other ideas. I'm going to take care. That of. Sounds very ominous. That sounds like the kind of thing a serial killer would say. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to spend seven dollars more per uh, per blind and get uh, uh, actual uh, blinds. Actual blinds, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. We're just going to bump up to the next level. And, uh, you know, once they're on a roller, then you'll... I keep saying it. The, the, the day we get every single aspect of all this uh, remote recording worked out is the day the vaccine is going to come out. That's why we got to keep doing it, because we've got to encourage the luck to... Right. We need the vaccine. Yeah. Positive jinx.
Positive jinx. Who again also uh, did not get to do live aid. No, the positive way. jinx. They just weren't big enough. I mean, sure, they were revered in the Amsterdam club scene, but uh, you think they were ready for the big show? No way. Well, I don't think they were, Matt. And apparently, uh, you know, uh, Bill Graham thought the same thing. Yeah. He, uh, what did he Lou Graham think? think? What's that? What did Lou Graham think? Well, Lou Graham, I think that's what causes, causes aneurysm. I think that's what uh, <laughs> Jesus he just he so overthought it that he. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. Did Lou Graham have an aneurysm? Karen, look that up. He had some sort of a brain issue. <laughs> you don't even know if it's true. It was bad enough that you made that tasteless joke. <laughs> now you're that's a that's not tasteless. That's a good that's a good solid medical joke. That's a solid piece <laughs> you're of a medical. You're a fan joke. of Foreigner. That's Foreigner, right? <clears throat> Yeah, it is Foreigner. Yeah, Lou Graham and Foreigner. He has a, a, a solo hit with Midnight Blue, which is a great song. It's it not is. just like Foreigner. You, you would think it's Foreigner. I do like that song, yeah. Probably your whole life you thought, oh, there's Foreigner. He had uh, a brain tumor. He had a brain tumor. Okay. All right. My apologies to the Graham estate. <laughs> uh, he's still alive. They regrouped uh, last year. They had I, I, one last, I, from what you're saying, one last reunion show. With him uh, involved? With him involved, yeah. Uh, as well as the new singer, Kelly Hansen, who is fantastic. Is, and as a reminder, when I saw Foreigner at the Hollywood Bowl, literally zero original members because the uh, the one guy who's still in the band was sick that night. So it was wow. zero. I saw a Foreigner cover band at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> the official Foreigner cover band to be fair. Yeah, they're right, you're right. The official. Uh, I, I, boy, I can't pull that other guy. Why can't I pull the guitarist's name? It's driving me crazy. Garen, you're going to have to look this up. I know that I'm overworking today by having you look up three <laughs> things in the first 50 minutes of the program, but... Uh, well, uh, give me the initials, please. Give me the initials. I think you're looking for either MJ or TG. No, it's MJ. It's uh, Mick Jones. Thank you, Mick, Mick Jones. Jones. Uh, he was not there. Uh, apparently, this was happening a lot on that tour. That he was always there, but if he was uh, under the weather, I think he too was dealing with cancer. If that's possible, like if he couldn't go on, uh, then uh, you know he had a backup, and that's who I saw. It was. Uh, Foreigner Night Ranger. I would think it was Night Ranger Foreigner Journey. I think that's who it was at the uh, Hollywood Bowl. Journey, of course, didn't have their original singer. Uh, right. And uh, I think Night Ranger had all their original members at that time. I don't know. Anyway, Hollywood Bowl. The smaller the band, the more likely you've got the original guys there. <laughs> yeah, stick around, right? Yeah. Although now they don't. Uh, Jeff Watson's left uh, probably right after that gig of the Hollywood Bowl. He said, I didn't know this was an option. I'm out. Not Jeff Watson. <laughs> Got inspired he, by the other bands. Yeah, he may not have been there then. I don't remember. I, I remember that was at a time where I was dealing with those, um, remember I was dealing with those weird warts on my feet and I, and I had to have like this weird acid put on my oh, feet yeah, yeah. Uh, to get rid of them. And on the day that I would put that acid on, it would be such excruciating pain. I couldn't do anything. And I, like a fucking idiot, decided uh, oh i'll put this on today uh you know when i have to walk a mile from the hollywood highland up to the hollywood bowl <laughs> and sit during a concert that i've been looking forward to what a moron couldn't couldn't wait until the next day huh you dumbass you dumb <laughs> fucking human being you fucking ape you're just an ape jesus <laughs> just a, dirt a lot monkey. of self-loathing You're happening damn in this particular dirty moment that i'm just a dumb monkey a monkey would have known it's better jesus christ uh, speaking of outdoor concert venues in the Los Angeles area, uh, guess what I learned? Uh, this kind of have you finished the uh, the latest uh, hit parade? Uh, the, the Lilith Fair one, yeah, Lilith Fair one. That's a, Fair. Boy, that's a that's a Brokaw problem. Yeah, oh happened God. for Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, Brokaw had to take the night off when they were doing that story. <laughs> I can't report this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I I need to recuse myself from this word. Recuse <laughs> 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 myself from the award. What? Uh, uh, 
did I, yes, I did finish it, but it, why would that play into what well, you're about to say? You might not have cared about this whatsoever, but I, I, my mind was slightly blown to learn that the the Lilith Fair played the Starlight Bowl in Burbank. Yes, I found. You know what, Matt? When they wow. said that, I thought I think he misspoke. It can't be true, right? I mean, that seems crazy. They and they he said in the same sentence that they played the Starlight Bowl and the Greek. I'm like, why would you play both? The right. Gre- the Greek is more. Uh, yeah i mean it's it's there it's maybe a little bigger not so much bigger because the star level is kind of big but you don't need to play those two places Mm-mm. They're they're you know they're six miles apart. <laughs> like the the Starlight Bowl is basically like a, a size wise. Maybe I'm wrong. It's like uh, about the same size as uh, like it's like an outdoor Wiltern. Is that is that safe? To, is five thousand seats. It's five thousand. Okay, and how much is the Greek? Let's let's flash back to the Ramesh episode and see if we can remember how. Yeah. Because I know he sold what 178 tickets or something. <laughs> I still feel like such a 5900 prop. 5900. So, so it's 59. It's similar. Well, maybe maybe it's possible that they couldn't get two nights at the Greek, and then so they uh, said, let's do one here and one there. I wondered if it was because promoters still weren't convinced it was going to work at that point. Because this this was the first full year of it. It was the it was the, the summer after they had done the little sort of test run. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of cities. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I could see people being like, the, like, certainly the bowl would have probably turned their nose up at it. But uh, yeah, I just, it, what annoyed me was that I lived in Los Angeles at the time. I could have gone. I don't know why I never went to the Lilith Fair. I liked all those artists. Um, and uh, that would have been really fun to see that there because that's a cool venue. It's a, it's a, I do like that venue. It does, it, even though it's only 900 less than the greek and the greek's a small venue yeah. it feels much smaller than the greek to me it feels so intimate it does i wonder um, if the if the 59 50 or the 5000 includes the lawn cuz the lawn is substantial and uh, i think it does cuz in poplar creek back in the chicago area it's, it's since been demolished but they would say the capacity's blah 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 yeah and then it would go well, and, you know oh that's cuz you could fit 3000 on the lawn or whatever the hell they, they would and the, the Greek doesn't have a lawn, right? They just have those people who sneak in and right know, people hang from a tree fence. and <laughs> yeah. uh, you know hang by their arms on a tree. I don't mean to so so it's imagery. It's three thousand chair back seating and two thousand more on the lawn for a total capacity of okay. five thousand. So that's why I feel so much smaller than the Greek because the the seating is like um, like half of the amount of yeah. Seats. I've there I've only been there for like uh, cover bands right, uh, yeah. and so I've never seen it full by not even close. Um, why is that not a viable venue for like if like these bands that, like what, what Garen what's the wheel turn seat is that 3000 uh, anyway Matt while Garen looks up I was as amazed as you were when when that came out of his mouth yeah 1850 1850 well that's why Jim it's no not even close um, I, I just think it's it's so far up into the uh, hills there in, in Burbank that it just seems kind of it feels bush league like a like a small town you know well and, and that ties into what you're saying about cover bands like i've only seen i think cover bands oh no i saw big dad big bad voodoo daddy there last summer at the fourth of july thing which is technically a real band i guess <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah it's it doesn't feel like a place that has like a list bands coming through well, you know, I uh, re- once read an interview with the booker of the uh, Starlight and his reasoning of uh, abandoning booking actual shows. He does one a year mm-hmm. uh, and everything else is a cover band because he said, I get the same crowds no matter what. So why would I pay a, 
you know, a, a known band, you know, $25,000 when yeah. I could pay these cover bands 5000 mm-hmm. And people are just as entertained. And, and I, he's right. That, that, that vibe does have that small town vibe to it. Like, yeah. hey, let's go to the Starlight and just relax and listen yeah. to some live music. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, which we can't do anymore because we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What are you talking about? Well, well, the pandemic was the uh, another band that uh, was not allowed on the uh, the stage. They were too heavy. That's what they said. They were too oh, heavy man. for that event. Yeah. I was like, but you already got black. You got Black Sabbath. Well, they uh, their grandfather did, and they're legends. So I go, all right. Well, listen, I get it. Yeah. Full disclosure: I uh, I managed pandemic for a couple of years in the eighties. <laughs> well, how did you deal with all the pandemic fans? Because those people were, I mean, they. Their, well, their costumes they, and their dress up was pretty dark. They were very rabid. They were a rabid fan base. They were, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, here's the thing about Pandemic. They were an infectious band. It, like once you heard one song, man, you were all in on Pandemic. You really, it was hard. And it spread too. It's, boy, it spread fast. Once you, once they were out yeah. on Pandemic, boy, that thing spread. They spread fast. I think the real yeah. problem with that band, the reason why they did, they weren't more successful is because they, they had that thing in their rider where they could, only play venues that were uh, at 25% capacity. Well, it had to be a smaller venue. That's right. Uh, op- open air, certainly. Yeah. And uh, But, Matt, I appreciate you staying out of my business. I managed the band for three years. And I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying, it was, it was the right thing to do safety-wise and health-wise, but uh, it definitely... It, again, it limited I, I their, their you, earning ability. I don't need you blowing up their spot like that. Yeah, I mean, but, and, and, it, riders are private, and uh, <laughs> how you got to see that rider is, is beyond mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And and even with that, Matt, every time Pandemic played, they killed. It wasn't bad. You saw we were was... taking this a certain direction, right, Elliot? I was I was on the same train, I thought. <laughs> of course you were. Very unfair. Different Very car, unfair. same train. It was Different a car, deal. same train. Everything, everything. everything. You, were, you were sitting in the seat next to me. Like, everything. Was, I was looking around your back in a piggyback ride. That's how close you were to that premise. Uh, it's just my, my instinct is to go quiet. And uh, very unfair. Very unfair. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, we watch. I watched a documentary over the uh, over the weekend. I could tell you. I watched the uh, speaking of music. I watched the. Yeah, go ahead, man. Is it playing? Yeah, you no. can't hear it. No. No. Oh, there it is. Sorry. It has to be quiet because when it goes, then it goes through all the processing afterwards and it gets very loud. So I, I sorry that you well, can't hear it. Well, just bump it up just a, l- a little bit more than that. So I don't think you're just staring at or froze. Because <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, why the fuck is he not even responding to it? Like, why are you just staring at me? Also, some of them have different volumes. Like, uh, oh, that's not. What about this one? This is an old one. If a flick's not thick, not a flick, not a biopic. Talk, talk. What a great song. That's uh, the great Mike Henry. Uh, I watched the Michael DeBar documentary, um, which uh, J. Elvis Weinstein uh, actually uh, uh, put together, produced. Huh. Um, and it is a, uh, it's a very, it was a very entertaining documentary about uh, Michael DeBar's life. And uh, boy, he had an interesting life even as a kid. And then. Uh, basically, was a, he was a jack of all trades, a actor, musician, and never really had success at any of them. Like, worked nonstop, but never had that one big breakout thing to make him a household name. But uh, um, And then he played Live Aid, right? He, uh, I believe, well, here's, well, here's what's interesting. On the 
documentary, he said that he got a call to come to New York to audition to be in a band, but he can't. He, 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 the guy on the phone said, I can't say what band it is, but they need a lead singer. And they, they need it quick because they have, some, they have a tour. Uh, so Robert Palmer apparently agreed to do the tour with Power uh, with and I, if I may, I will be them with the Power Station. Um, <laughs> they all said it. Not one person left the the out anytime they talked about the Power Station. Ugh, that's as bad uh, as Eagles. Whenever everyone yeah, insists on it, I, you know, I know that it's there is no the in Eagles. Yeah, I know Eels. you're the you're the asshole. <laughs> um, it uh, so he got the he got the call to go and and have this meeting slash audition, and then in the documentary he says. Um, and our very first gig, I get the gig, and our very first gig is Live Aid. And then they show the the, uh, the footage from that and stuff. And, you know, he was fine. And um, and then I've seen written interviews in the last couple of days, like, including him on his own Facebook page. Uh, and I want to say it was only our second gig. So, like, uh, a, little, a little liberties for the movie, Mike? Hmm. Uh, so... Uh, uh, but the point is, you saw one either their first or second gig at the uh, him uh, with that. But that had to be. I'm wondering if you're because I you know the girls were so into that band the uh, you know the young girls because you know had the uh, John and Andy Taylor and um, uh, you know the, the Duran fan. Did they give a shit? Like when you bought when they bought the Power Station tickets to go see them at the Greek. Let's say they played there or whatever, and it was and Michael DeBar comes out. Do you do do at that time, did kids even know? Did they go? That's not the guy from the videos. That's not mm. the guy I hear. Or, or just yeah. like, oh, oh, there's the power station. Great, I'm enjoying them. Yeah, I bet they didn't care because Robert Palmer was known, but it, it's not that exciting to see Robert Palmer. You know what, Matt? I'm going to answer my own question. Uh, to this day, people walk out of a Chicago show going, "Didn't Satara sound great?" Oh boy! And he's been gone for 35 years. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, and he was that, way more of a centerpiece in the 80s of that band than I think. Like, I mean, also Power Station was just a, the Power Station was just kind of a amalgam supergroup that they hadn't they didn't have this huge, long history of being right. together. So it was like, yeah, who, I mean, if Michael DeBar had just been the original lead singer, those same people would have still gone and seen the show. They still would have bought the record because of the hits. Uh, uh, and in the music video, the the, the the big the big song was uh, "Some Like It Hot," right? That was That's the right. biggest. Some hit. sweat when the heat is on. I would think most people do, unless you have some kind of glandular issue. Yeah, but, or um, uh, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember how because there was there was a lot of graphics. But was was Palmer really highly featured in that I'm, video? I, I believe if he was, it's almost like uh, with you said with that imagery over him. Like it, uh, mm. if I remember the video correctly, there's no real crisp shot of him so like <laughs> you'd go yeah that's nothing him. to do with it he was so so wishy-washy about his commitment to the band yeah wouldn't he wouldn't do the tour he barely appeared in the video i will say though now that i think about it this is just me and i don't know i think they're regular they're maybe the average fan of that band might not feel the same way but when i heard that song i was like that's a robert palmer song like his voice is distinctive enough yeah. that when you hear yes. it you're like that's robert palmer and so but but when you see something live Usually, you know, especially back then, I think vocals get lost in the mix sometimes or people sound different live than they do on a record. And so it's like it might be him, might not be him, but who really cares? You would like if, if you didn't know any better, you know, and you're just, hey, we're going to go see the power station tonight. You'd go and you'd go, yeah, I enjoyed myself. Like you wouldn't mm -hmm. uh, you wouldn't think to go. That's not the guy. <laughs> Certainly not then. Like, by the yeah. way, it's also also it's the power station. Who gives a shit? Like right. it, I'm, it, I'm hearing the song. Who gives a shit about power station? Who gives a shit about yeah. Robert Palmer? 
I mean, I think it, I think if you use the the in the power station, you might care. Well, that's a good point. I think most people that were there were there to uh, put their hand on their pants looking at the Taylors. That's it. <laughs> Men and women were there to go, there's John Taylor. Where's my cock? It must be stroked. And uh, women would do the same because boy, oh boy, to this day, he's in the documentary. He talks so elegantly, John Taylor. He looks beautiful. Good Lord, it was all I could do not to jack off while I was watching a documentary, but uh, we don't have a theme song for that. So I can't. <laughs> no, uh, we don't. What would I it can, be? Well, give, give it a week. You'll have one. <laughs> documentary <laughs> Jimmy Jerks off a lot. Yeah, it's amazing we don't have that. Uh, it was a, uh, a nice uh, documentary. Matt, is our guest here? Nope. Oh, all right. I, didn't, I, I kind of threw the brakes on there, assuming that I was uh, wasting our guest time in the waiting room. Meeting in the ladies' room. When are you going to come back, Matt? I'm here. No, oh, real soon. Said. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I thought, I thought, for some reason, I thought you thought I was frozen because I had no reaction to what you said. Nope. I was just asking to jump in with the Climax. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I saw Climax, by the way, and three of the members were, uh, were replacements, and I, got, I insisted on a refund. I was like, I can't tolerate a uh, Climax that's not 100% accurate. But you still put your hand on your pants and whacked off, right? Because, I mean, if you can't do that at a Climax show, then where can you do oh, it? Oh, my God. They're, they're asking, their songs are asking me to. The, their, their band name banging. is asking you to. <laughs> I know it, right? It's like, uh, let's go. Let's all. It's an instruction. Uh, yes. Uh, let's, uh, to quote Hamilton or to paraphrase Hamilton, let's get down to our socks and let's do this. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what young uh, Philip says at one point uh, to a couple of ladies. Yeah. No, I, I have you heard the thing about, I, I knew this back when, but when it was only on stage, it's so hard to take in everything. We've said this a million times. Like when you're watching Hamilton, you can't take it all in at once. But there's a whole thing about how the woman, the ensemble uh, performer who ends up being, they call her the bullet because she sort of guides the path right. of the bullet. Um, if you if you watch that actress or whatever performer the whole time, there's like all these cool things that sort of tie in. Like, for example, um, when uh, during uh, Yorktown, when uh i think it's when hamilton says uh lawrence is in south carolina redefining bravery anyway lawrence and that character uh like team up to kill a british soldier and it's kind of gruesome if you see it it's like it's 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 pretty it's like a violent choreographed move and then they shake hands and it's like oh okay so she shakes his hand and then he's the next character to die in the story and from that point on she's basically like the grim reaper and so wow. uh wow. You, so like every time she pops up something's going on and she's the one that says uh uh i saw so him just down up broadway a couple of blocks right before he says let's all strip down to our socks she's the one that says that to him to to, to philip and so it's basically right before he gets into this altercation that leads to the duel that ends his life she's like flirting with him so he's literally flirting with death in that moment wow and uh and then there's also a, before that there's a scene where uh hamilton's writing a letter i think it's in stay alive maybe where like she tracks a bullet and he like leans down to write something and it like whizzes by his head so and then of course at the end she's the one in the final duel where like she stops because like the whole thing stops for him to deliver that soliloquy um but yeah it's so cool like so now that it's on disney plus you can watch it all the way through just watching that one uh, character and I believe I don't know if I could be wrong about this. I think Emmy her name is Emmy Rossum or uh, the the actress who plays that character. Uh, Anna Debose. I'm sorry. What is it? 
Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose. Oh, okay. Who's Emmy Rossum? Where did I pull that? She's from? an actress. Yeah. She's an actress. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, check that out. It's cool. And now our uh, guest is here. <laughs> that is, by the way, that's the only. Uh, I, I've never really followed the uh, the Hamilton uh, the songs or anything like that. I've only ever just watched that woman. So I knew all that information. <laughs> oh, so that you were just a big fan of that. And didn't... I was a big fan of that. I like. Uh, by the way, that's fascinating. Whoever uh, I, I, I assume Lynn uh, talked about that at some point. Yeah. It was uh, it was out there in the yeah like when the when like three or four years ago when we were all obsessed with it that was one of those wow. things that was out there but again it just feels like if you're gonna pay the price to get the ticket to go sit in the theater and that's all you're focusing on that's a mistake because it there's just so much happening that like I I think I knew about it one of the times I was watching I was like I still don't want to I want to watch the thing I don't want to yeah, of course you don't want to be distracted by that even though it's a very cool thing that they did it just doesn't seem like worth it's the... too busy that's my complaint with Hamilton now it's too busy <laughs> settle it, it down just, like they should do a on. Hamilton unplugged you know just like two people thank on stage you. thank one, you finally one, one guitar one vocal that's all you that's need. all we need I don't need that dancing bullshit in the and, bag and maybe the maybe bullet. Michael DeBar can fill in at some oh point. he's very good he, you know what he could do it at a drop of hat do you I mean, he did a live aid in his first, possibly second gig. So he knows how to handle a big crowd. Uh, all right. We got uh, Baron Vaughn is going to be joining us. He's got a great uh, new show on sci-fi called The Great Debate. Uh, we'll talk to him about that. He'll give us uh, the lowdown on that. Lowdown. That's a Chicago song off Chicago 3. Baron Vaughn right after this. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just Yeah, if you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people, we could, you know, get this thing off the ground. Get, let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a... I, well, I don't know, like a graphic designer, maybe. I do. Okay. Well, wait, are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, what is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do two, three things. I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Get a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah, you went on. You said, "Look, I'm looking for me- yeah. metal, metal. What are the? What's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge. For. They forge the the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay, good luck. Um, good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as BikeChain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it but, probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is for, through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... 
the SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, yep. not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you, sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, uh, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. Like, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up. And then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much uh, as you rave about it you don't want to know about i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hello, everybody. Indeed, welcome back to the program. Boy, that boy, I had a tough time. <laughs> welcome back, program. Program back. Hi, baby. Take a break and take the program back. What an awful! I talk for a living, and I managed to mangle that entire fucking sentence. Welcome back to program comedy coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was awful. I can only apologize to Baron Vaughn, our guest. He's, t- he's on sci-fi. This guy's on a classy network. He's on Superstore. This guy's on network television. He t- he's not going to tolerate this. You think Bed Feldman does this fucking stuff? <laughs> Feldman's a professional. You think Lauren Ash is going to mangle her fucking words? This is an embarrassment to me. You think America Ferrara is going to do it? Yes, I can see her mangling your words. Well, she le- she's, ah, yes. She's leaving, so. She's leaving the show because of this, Matt. That's yeah. why they finally said, "Are you mangling those sentences?" Scram, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, that's exactly what's going to happen to America. Uh, she's scramming. Good to, good to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, nice to see you, Baron Vaughn's joining us. As a, uh, uh, he's got the uh, the show on Sci-Fi called The Great Debate, which. Uh, Sadly, I've not had an opportunity to uh, watch yet, uh, but I've been told that my son, Oliver, who is a uh, Baron, he's a 12 year old, um, uh, would be very much into it. So before we get any further, Baron, and before I check in with these guys and go around the horn and see how everybody's week is going, uh, tell me what the great debate is and I'll make a decision if it's right for my son or not. (laughs) Uh, That's exactly what it's about. Jimmy, uh, it's about nonsense decisions uh, made by a group of idiots. Um, it's so basically uh, the one thing that nerds love to do is disagree with each other. Oh, my goodness. They can't get enough of it. It's really what they love more than sci fi. Um, and so this is a show in which we get to bring a bunch of funny nerds together to have these debates about all these characters and movies and crap oh, wow. that we love so much but like we try to keep it positive so it's just a, it's a good place to do it and, and it's about having fun uh you know to your point uh my son is uh, in this pandemic has been having a weekly zoom game day with his friends they uh, oh. they get together and they do the zoom and they play the games and so on and so forth and quiplash and, and other stuff and yesterday oh, yeah i was in the other room and i heard one side of the most 
heated conversation. <laughs> and I was like, what in God's... So he finally ends and he comes out and he was a little upset. I go, what are you guys... He goes, what were you, I said, what were you guys talking about? He goes, Android versus Apple products. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And apparently one of the, one of the friends was very, uh, was talking, was ship talking Apple. And we yep. had a lot of Apple products in this house. And it was uh, two 12 year olds talking about uh, who gives a shit. <laughs> the, the fucking world's burning. I know. I know. But isn't that easier to have a conversation about <laughs> the world burning? Yes. Let us, we, we all need some escape. Yep. Uh, agreed. And, but uh, I'm not kidding. I've never heard him so passionate uh, <laughs> about uh, anything. And, and I think he was really getting mad about it. Like as if we uh, like have major stock investment. in Apple. Like, it, wow. like it was you that kind of 12 years old. He is 12. Yeah. Now, Baron, I, I, I apologize. I said it like Yoda, 12 years old. He is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have kids, right, Baron? I do. I have two little ones. Yeah. How, how old are they? Um, the youngest one is a little over one. And uh, the oldest one is going to be three in October. Oh, God, I, I I'll speak. I'll speak for Matt as much as my, my son's the greatest. And I'm very uh, I'm the luckiest father in the world. But boy, do I miss those years. I miss that those age of being able to pick them up. And it feels like lifting a fork <laughs> and yeah. just, you know, being able to. Well, that's why are you loving it, Baron? I do. But, you know, to what you just said, it's one of the biggest reasons I realized how out of shape I am, um, because <laughs> they get three times as big in a very short amount of time. And yes. I don't psychologically understand that you're not five pounds anymore. And then I hurt my back hurt. <laughs> I, I pulled a muscle in my chest. I, I pulled a rib out of place and got something called costochondritis, Jimmy. Oh, Jesus. Is the swelling of the ligaments betwixt thine ribs, <laughs> um, oh. which is basically them saying dad bod with too much science. That's, <laughs> That's what I realized. But wouldn't you rather castrochondritis or however it was pronounced? Uh, I, I couldn't say welcome to the show earlier. There's no way that's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Um, uh, wouldn't you rather it be called like, like I had pleurisy for a while, uh, like 30 years ago. And that's when the, the, the liquid around your lungs dry up. And that's the very base way of Ugh. describing that. Uh, it's horribly painful. Uh, but I would rather like that than, than the dad bod to me is such, uh, I'd rather use the, uh, the medical terms than, uh, than what uh, somebody on TikTok is going to say uh, <laughs> about my chest and lungs. <laughs> Very true. Very, Your very, thoughts? very true. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that, definitely. But I also just wanted to say that I remember being 12 and getting into a horrible fist fight with a friend uh, because he said that Super Nintendo was better than Sega Genesis. I aged myself, but this is the bullshit the 12 year olds are concerned with. Right. I'm so glad you were on the right side of that, though, because Gen <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo don't. <laughs> wow. well said well said <laughs> thank you i'm sorry so you're on the sega side matt in that argument yeah 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 I, uh, nintendo's for babies uh and 46 year old <laughs> men like me but it's not in between because uh, i love nintendo but when i was 12 or whatever age i was when genesis came out they very effectively sega marketed as, as this is like grown up like this is like big kid video games where it's nintendo's for little kids little dumb babies it did it are I you a guess. big boy? That's basically what Sega Genesis's yeah. advertising plan was. Because <laughs> all asking their, us. their games were kind of violent too, like a Golden Axe. It was everything was like people getting chopped in half with things. <laughs> it was awesome. Like for, if you're the right age, that's like the coolest thing in the world. I played so you the game. Be, okay, I'm sorry. Barry, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Were you, that, not, wor were you, not worth it. I'm, not I'm, worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope. No. Uh, 
I'm just happy that your son is concerned about something that's a little safer than what I was concerned about <laughs> at 12. I didn't get into a fist fight with somebody, but there wasn't a pandemic. Uh, well, he's also a little concerned about the pandemic. Uh, probably he's probably okay, more good. concerned about uh, than anybody else in this house. Quite frankly, he's uh, <laughs> he has been he's been literally to one place other other than the mm. other than dental other than he's had to go to the dentist twice a regular dentist and orthodontist uh he's been to uh in fact i we figured this out just yesterday we were talking to some uh friends uh he had to go to 7-eleven with me for just one for a project for a, a, an online camp uh we had to go get a ketchup packet and so he was literally <laughs> in the 7-eleven for one second and that's the only place he's been because he is uh smarter about this than his old man <laughs> that's amazing ketchup packets as far as i know are also maybe some of the most hygienic things that i've ever encountered uh i've never had a ketchup packet that wasn't sticky is what i'm right it is. <laughs> I, I always covered it i hope ketchup uh well you know in this day and age you're, you know the 7-eleven uh, you have to ask for everything because you can't just grab stuff anymore so i had to wait in line to ask for can i get a ketchup packet you want a hot dog too we don't <laughs> nope we just want one ketchup packet and he gave us did three he was very charge nice. you did he charge you he didn't i also bought a couple of sodas because i felt guilty about uh, okay you know, waiting in line and, you know, mucking everything up. And uh, uh, anyway, he got his ketchup packets and the, you're for uh, the people. That's what you're about. I'm Jimmy. always about mm-hmm. the people. Yeah. I will tell you this. The, uh, the science experiment that he was doing did not work. Whatever it was, the mm. premise behind the ketchup packet uh, uh, experiment uh, didn't work. It was that in a water bottle or something? You're supposed to press it in the ketchup packet. I think it's supposed to sink. And, uh, into the water hmm. yeah i don't understand i don't know i don't know what it was supposed to happen but mm. whatever it was i i remember hearing fuck from the other room <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did not hear that i did not uh i, I i'm interested to see when what how old oliver's gonna be when he starts swearing because he still is like dad can i say it yeah. uh, you know the s word and then the s word is stupid like he's still <laughs> like I, uh, I don't i don't, I don't uh. know when he's good because his friends say it all his dad doesn't have a filter at all anymore. There was a time I had a filter. Now it just, yeah. you know, uh, he hears it, man. I think really it's when he, he wants to know when he can say it around you. <laughs> I, he's, Barrett, Baron, I, 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 you know what? I appreciate your take on this, but I, I could guarantee he's not. He is. Uh, wow. That's yeah. not just, that's not his bag, man. What a good kid. He's a good kid. And that's yes, my daughter's like that too. My my daughter is always eleven, and she uh, is like she'll scold me for for swearing, you know. And so I yeah I, I'm wondering too if she'll ever switch over. Um, she watches stuff with swears in it, but uh, she does not partake. So does uh, oh hang on, speaking of Oliver, Oliver is that you? Quickly now, son, father needs you. I actually don't <laughs> need you. Uh, this hey, come I'll make him swear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, come in. Uh, here, put this in your ear so you can say hello. Time to learn. Uh, th- that's Baron Vaughn. Hi, Oliver. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I heard you like uh, MST3K. I'm a big fan. Um, this weekend, my my mom and I are doing a huge uh, MST marathon. So yeah. Oh, nice. Which which episodes are you watching? Um. We haven't decided yet. Um, we are gonna do the research and yeah, yeah. Did, did you go, good, Barry? Did you I, care I, for the new seasons? Oh, I I love the new season. Um, we as soon as they came out, we watched all of those. Um, and they were great, like in a day. So yeah. 
Uh, well, thank you very much, Oliver. <laughs> Baron, were you? Uh, we went to the uh, the Ace Theater to see the uh, to see it live. I, I forget. Were you there, or was it just your voice? Um, here in L.A. Yeah, here in L.A. We I didn't get to do the live shows, unfortunately. I did get to see. I get. To, I did get to see it in San Francisco. But I didn't get to see any. I didn't get to do the live shows, which was kind of a bummer. But yeah, I saw it and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, we enjoyed it, right? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, well, and then, uh, of course, Baron is also uh, the security guard on uh, Superstore. Oh, I was I was on Superstore. Yes, indeed. I'm Tom Servo. I uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a little show called Grace and Frankie or Granky, as I like to call it for uh, the, the, the Grace and Frankophiles. That's what I call our our fan base. Do you think my son's watching that, Baron? Uh, he seems like quite a mature gentleman, so I, I wouldn't doubt if he's like, you know what? Old people are not irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like he's uh, he's happening. So Baron also hosts a brand new show called The Great Debate on Sci-Fi that uh, sounds like it would be right up your alley. I will definitely check it out. All right, Scram. Yes. All right, bye. Oh, bye. Thank you bye, so much. Oliver. Nice to meet you. Hi, Oliver. Oh, my goodness. All right, get out of here. God damn it. Dad's fucking working. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can only hope. I can only hope my children are as sweet as your child is <laughs> i get glimpses of their teenage years i think i think the two-year-old toddler tantrum stuff because there's a lot of no and then him slamming a door and i'm like this is what it's going to be like when he's like 15 isn't it um and uh it could be worse i, I uh 15 is uh boy we're I'm right around the corner from it we're right around the Oof. corner and it's going to be as sweet as he is and he is a sweet kid it's it's got to flip at some point. He can't be like this at 15. He'll get the shit kicked out of him every day at school. He can't. He's got to get a little. It's a very different day, Jimmy. Okay. It's a very different day. All right. I encourage you to watch a documentary called 21 Jump Street. They very firmly, um, you know, they very firmly show that the generations of what we think uh, it was like to be a, a teenager is very different than what their priorities are today. Oh, so if I you see. watched that, that documentary, I believe it was uh, Ken Burns is 21 jump street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you might get some information about what awesome. your son's going to, going to deal with in a couple of years. Uh, Matt, please uh, play the documentary theme since oh, this sure. documentary's come up. Uh, which one do I, let's go with this one. It, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Mike Henry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I felt like I should play one we hadn't played yet. We'd already played the other one. Yeah, ones. I agree. Why would we hear the same one we just heard, Elliot? Be, 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 because of the lyrics and how they apply to what Baron was uh, Oh, this, this one? I think I should explain that at one point uh, I made the claim. What was the what was the movie that I made the claim about? Oh shit, um, I don't remember. Titanic. No, 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 oh, not Titanic. No. Was it was the it, one about uh, about the financial? Crisis oh, or whatever? the Big Short. The Big Short. The Big, the big short. short. I made I made the argument that that it had it had documentary elements to it, and I was made fun of because it is not technically a documentary. You you called it a documentary. You didn't say it had yes. documentary elements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't. Thank you. I love how you downplay that. <laughs> Uh, Look, I was just hoping with with the benefit of time that I could no. massage nope. history a little we bit. Wouldn't, no, you, you can't we, massage we wouldn't have jumped on you for that. Like, it, it does. It sort of has documentary elements, but uh, but it's not a documentary. 
Uh, hey, guys, so I'm going to uh, Oliver, because he's in that camp, did not have time to put together a trivia question for us today. So uh, luckily, uh, guy, and we haven't had a chance to use this, a, a, a listener named John Cater, C-A-T-E-R, put together NeverNotTrivia.com. So head over to, not you guys now, the listener can go over there and see a, a great little trivia website that he put together. We never, this pandemic hit right as he sent that to us. So Oliver has been kind enough to write the trivia questions. We haven't had a chance to use this thing. Uh, so now we're going to use it for the first time. Uh, I'm going to head over there. I'm going to go to my, my history uh, in my browser. I use Chrome. And um, <laughs> not secure, Jimmy, not secure. And also, you, Oliver's going to be pissed at you because that's a Google product, just like Android. Uh, <laughs> I'm told to use Edge. Edge is the new browser that everybody's telling me to use. And no, uh, no, no. That's what, what PC, the P, Microsoft is telling you to use it. Oh, by I see. Installing it on your computer without you knowing. I don't oh. even think they make it for Mac, honestly. No, they do. Oh, yeah, they there's do? a download for it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. What do you yeah, use, Matt? What, what What's your browser? Uh, you know what? I'm a power user, so I use all three: the big three: Safari, Chrome, and uh, and Firefox. For different things, I, I bounce around. <laughs> Big three, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Of That's course. right. Of, yes. course, of course, Baron. Of course, we go to church. Don't think we don't. Um, <laughs> all right, here's your ca- your category, guys. Is um, is pop culture? Pop culture, oh, boy. Okay. So you're betting anywhere between zero and twenty five, and so write down the, how much you're going to bet on pop culture. It could be uh, that's a very uh, very wide. This is tough because we have never done a question from this site. We don't know how easy or hard it's going to be. Oh, that's yeah. a very... Uh, like with Oliver, we know that Olivers are usually pretty challenging. So the, the betting just sort of plays into that. And, and do we know where where the where are the, the maker of this, where they got their questions from? I believe it was on the corner of none of them your fucking business, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so it was right in that area there. You saw that coming. Anybody get hit by the truck that it was delivering? <laughs> I stood truck? right in the middle of the street on that one, Jimmy. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Speaking of which, we watched Mean Girls last night. I say that because they, you know, huh. they got that bus thing. Yeah, we watched Mean Girls. Uh, Matt, have you watched that recently? I have. Yeah, it's, it's you, one of my daughter's favorite movies. Speaking of is. things that she watches with swears in it. Yeah, there's a lot of swears in that. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I was full of angst. I had not seen it since it came out, and I, I, admit, I admit that I, I was tense and not really enjoying the first maybe hour, and then I liked it. I know that sounds yeah, weird, but I love it. I love Mean Girls and I love the Mean Girls musical, which is uh, yeah, which was supposed to be oh. in L.A. this this spring. And then they had to cancel the tour. But. I'm wondering, Matt, as I was watching Mean Girls last night, I was wondering uh, because of the success of Hamilton and the fact that we cannot leave <laughs> our houses. Yeah. Uh, will Mean Girls be the next one uh, that uh, they possibly will show? Baron, Baron says no. <laughs> Baron's got some other ideas. Oh, will it be the next one they possibly show? I thought you meant next hit as big as Hamilton. Um, uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. What a fuck, <laughs> Does Disney own Mean Girls? No, it's Paramount. Um, but, uh, but, but I uh, just mean the idea of a streaming musical. Right. Like of, the, of the next thing they'll try to. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that would maybe be a good one. I don't know what the rights are like, but uh, that would have been a good thing to put on Peacock since it's a, a, Tina, <laughs> a Tina Fey joint. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, uh, maybe they will. Maybe that'll be, uh, you know, as we get uh, if this thing lasts into the spring of next year. You know, maybe around Christmas, somebody will put out another, mm-hmm. you know, uh, tentpole sort of thing. To get I hope they to do. I would love to be able to watch the the musical of it uh, over and over again because it's uh, I love the 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 score, the book, whatever you call the music part of a musical. I'm not, that is, not super. Uh, uh, musicals don't work like that anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. As a musical a fan of musicals and a fan of movies, 
the movie musical is a very hard thing to pull off and and then filming a, a, a play and then putting it on tv yeah is another very hard thing to pull off it's hard to get the feeling of i'm in the space so what do you I don't know how what do you like oh, what do you like on that like what 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 do you think works because i have uh, strong opinions too <laughs> in which in which sense like what 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 can you think of a movie musical that you think actually kind of got it right chicago mm-hmm. yeah i'll agree with that and it's because it's because we as movie consumers today are obsessed with verisimilitude we we are obsessed with painstakingly accurate recreations of this era and you see the she's wearing a bustle you know <laughs> that guy's actually a slave now you know like they're so into recreating the era yeah. that it's hard for anyone to believe people just suddenly singing and dancing because it's not mm. realistic yeah. and we're we've made movies so realistic that it's hard to pull that off but chicago pulls it off making it the fantasy of this woman right. who's going through this real thing so it kind of you know it's it's, it's almost like she's schizophrenic that makes it make mm. sense and it makes sense for that character too mm. that's a great point yeah I, I always think it's a mistake like i i didn't like that les mis movie because it looked too like gritty and it's like it's a musical stop trying to make it look like it would really have looked but That's the not time the was gritty see to me i i 100 disagree with you in that i thought it captured exactly the way it's supposed to capture it i, I feel uh, like because that because it's a musical and and people singing in the middle of a story takes you out of the reality then the look of it should also be somewhat heightened and not so real i have uh, you seen jimmy <laughs> i think i already know the answer to this question have you by chance any seen uh, seen the uh, Les Mis uh, Dreamcast staged reading recording uh, or the 25th anniversary Les Mis uh, staged reading recording? I uh, <laughs> yes uh, yes weirdo close camera guy. Um, I uh, in fact Ovex. Uh, uh, PBS was just playing the 25th anniversary just yesterday. Uh, so, uh, or was it Saturday? Uh, where, so I watched a little bit of that and got uh, drawn, uh, what I thought was going to be, Hey, I'll watch this one song an hour and 10 minutes later. I was like, Hey, you were on your way out. <laughs> um, uh, so yes, I've watched that with the young Jonas brother and, um, uh, <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. goodness, Jonas brother. Oh, they redid. Sorry, for the, I'm talking, there's one from like the eighties or the nineties. It's like the first one they did, but those versions of it are pretty interesting because, Les Mis is almost like an opera. Like you actually don't right. need all the stuff. Someone standing and delivering, if you're into it, is kind of effective. This like, it's really hard for me to be like, that's Hugh Jackman. It's just really hard for me to be like, Hugh Jackman's singing in a set. It's really hard for me to not <laughs> look it, at the movie. And but it was that. Hugh Jackman with nice mutton chops. <laughs> uh, that's true. The uh, I was all in on Les Mis. I know I'm in the minority, but I loved it. And uh, minority is one of the most successful musicals of, in history. Yeah, but everybody bitches about it. Everybody whines about it. Everybody's got a complaint. They, uh, they all secretly love it. Liars. At uh, least loved it, right, Matt? Not the movie. No, she loves the show. Then, and I think, like what you're saying, a lot of the people, a lot of people who uh, love the show a lot couldn't get into the movie um but i think that's always going to happen it's like it's like the same issue as when you love a book and then you see the movie if, if it doesn't match up with what your brain did with it especially like a lot of people experienced les mis the way a lot of people experienced hamilton up until this point which is only listening to the cast recording so they painted a whole picture in their mind of what it was i know that's yeah. what my wife did is like she just listened to it nonstop as a kid 
the Les Mis cast recording. And then so any version that she's looking at is going to be a bit of a weird like, oh, wait, I have to adjust from what my brain had the picture my brain had painted. Baron, to your point, Matt, not that I just ignored everything you just said, uh, <laughs> but uh, I get it. Um, Baron, what, what is your favorite musical then as a guy who loves the musical? Um, I mean, I have a lot of different ones, but I think if if I had to name one, it's probably Sweeney Todd by yes. uh, Sondheim. Boy, that Stephen is so Sondheim. many people's uh, favorite. I, that's my manager's favorite musical of all time, too. Did we just have a guest on as well that that was their favorite? Yeah, that's Sweeney sounds familiar. Todd. I don't remember I say that. You got upset, uh, Elliot? No, no, no. I was very. I was upset. There's something else. There's a building management thing that's happening in the corner of my eye that I got upset. <laughs> All right. Well, we can see you when you have those weird reactions. I, I understand that, and uh, unfortunately, no. But I was very happy about hearing about Sweeney Todd, and I was actually going to ask, uh, what did you think of the um, what was it, the PBS Great Performances or whatever with Angela Lansbury that they had yes, in yes. the '80s? That was the Los Angeles cast of Sweeney Todd with Angela Lansbury reprising her Broadway role as Mrs. Lovett. Uh, and it also had George Hearn in the role of Sweeney Todd, who mm. was the second Sweeney to Lynn Carew, who was the first. Wow. And you know, the thing is, Elliot. Um, <laughs> Damn. Look I, out, guys. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening. Can, can I just interrupt and say this? that it, Just the last four minutes of this show alone, it's insane that Baron Vaughn has not been on our show <laughs> until today. Ridiculous. I mean, it's Ridiculous. fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous that you haven't been on our show. I've been on Broadway. I'm, I'm, I went to theater school. Nobody needs to hear your I've fucking been. credentials. My point is, you <laughs> fit in with our bullshit. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Wait, what? You, what were you on? When were you on? Broadway? Yes, of course. Go, go uh, Of course, we care about that. Uh, I was right. I was right out of college. Right out of Fantasquil. Uh, I was cast in a show called Drowning Crow. It was um, a adaptation of Chek- Chekhov's The Seagull uh, that was done at the Manhattan Theater Club. They had just opened their own Broadway space called the Biltmore that year. Um, I went to Boston University for, for theater, and then I ended up going to the Williamstown Theater Festival, which is in Western Mass. Great theater festival. Will theater exist ever again? Of course it will. <laughs> Same with stand-up. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, in this weird sense, almost kind of happy that this pandemic is putting comedy clubs out of business because the thing about comedy clubs is stand-ups don't need comedy clubs. Comedy clubs need stand-ups. Well, you know what? I've been saying that for years, and the fact that we are the... Uh, and, and by the way, not all comedy clubs. There are there are uh, a dozen in this country that do it right and treat the comedians right, but yes, there are a lot of other a ones... A dozen that, out of hundreds. <laughs> out of hundreds. And, and the rest of them treat like... You're in the way of somebody getting their steak. Fuck off. We're, the whole reason that this comedy club is open today is because of the three guys about to perform or any of the three people, the three men or women that are about to perform. Don't act like we're the incidental part to your business. Absolutely. And, and so I think uh, this you're right. This may be a wake up call to that, Baron. And, uh, well, I and think again, it's going to change for, the industry, I think, in a good way. You know, I think that the, the people that you're talking about, the dozen comedy clubs that you're talking about that treat people well, comedians will support them in putting their stuff back together. Yes. Because we want to work with them and we want to play their space. And then the people and us that are going to lead the way in reconstructing how the comedy club industry happens. I feel like there's a lot of bad managers and, and owners that I'm happy are going to be out of business in, in cities that I love to go to. 
but I don't like that place. And then yes. suddenly that's a city where the comedians in that city will get to kind of cre- have a say in how things could come back together. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, and I, uh, I a hundred percent agree with you. And by the time that all happens, I would have had retired. So it's going to be many, many years. <laughs> in the, in You'll the never future. retire. Uh, I can, I, I, I think I might be already. I think I'm just, uh, uh, pretending to be in this business. Um, <laughs> The existential Jimmy. That's my favorite. (laughs) Secretly existential Jimmy. You're welcome. Uh, Glad I could bring him out for you. Uh, Baron, uh, going back to the musical, um, Mm -hmm. what, uh, hang on, I had a question and then you went off on uh, hatred of uh, the comedy club format. Um, (laughs) What the heck was I going to ask? This was about Sweeney Todd? No, I I know that's your favorite, but it, it doesn't even make my top six. It was something uh, about uh, it make your top six. Okay. Yeah. So that's a very specific uh, where landing spot for it. Now I really uh, want to know. Oh, you know top. what I did? This is, oh. this is it. And it's, it's so not important. Uh, but, uh, you know, YouTube uh, over the weekend had that, uh, they, uh, they streamed that uh, Bernadette Peters concert from several years ago uh, oh. to raise money for Broadway cares um, to, you know, help out uh, out of work actors and, and, and people working in the, in on Broadway that uh, need some help at the moment. And so I watched the, uh, the Bernadette Peters uh, special. And she, of course, she sang several songs from Les Mis. Uh, Sondheim was mm. in the audience. And it was, oh. it was great. It was great. Uh, oh, that's great, really cool. Uh, She's so, great. Oh, boy, is she good. And Sunday in the Park is that's also like a brilliant piece of work. Um, agreed. And as I've uh, said many times, Baron, and my wife is well aware of this. In fact, she posted about it on Facebook. I would leave my wife for Bernadette Peters. <laughs> and um, uh, even today, 72 year old Bernie Peters has a. Uh, is she 72? 72 years old, Bernadette Peters. What? Yeah. 1948. Doesn't that make her 72? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Long uh, time since the jerk. Uh, well, not not last night. That concert was on. Hey, and I, I can't hear how loud I'm laughing with these headphones. Oh, on. it's it's loud, but appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, right, get, here's did the you go- watch Mozart in the Jungle, Jimmy, or Mozart in the Jungle? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? I didn't. I got to think about that kid. I'm not a big fan of uh, uh, Schwartzman. Is that uh, who that is? Oh, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, not really in it. So you don't have to worry about him. Oh, I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was a star of that thing. No, no. That's it's Gael Garcia Bernal. And that dude is a true talent. That well, guy is incredible. So you love you love this Mozart in the Jungle. I thought it was pretty good. It's actually done by theater people in New York, too. This guy, Alex Timbers, was a big executive on it. He was, a, uh, there was a show called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson that he created. Also, Peter and the Star Catcher, I think, was a big show that he did, too. A couple Broadway plays. Um, and he ha- he is a big part of, and a lot of the writers are like New York playwrights. There's a lot of New York theater actors that I, people I know that I keep seeing on that show that I'm like, oh, my God. You know, you might, you might enjoy it. I think it's really well done. Um, I have certain problems with it, but that's, I'm a different person than you. So yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. Last I checked. Last I checked. Um, I like that show Glee. Boy, oh boy, did I get into that? <laughs> oh. I'm 100% kidding. 100% kidding. Okay. Uh, that Leah Michelle seems like a delight. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, Everybody says she's great to work with. Matt, no question about it. Uh, uh, I've spoken many times about my encounter with Eric Conan and uh, thumbs down. Um, Matt, what was the name of the show that we always that I always forget the title of where the guy's uh, sleeping in the sound booth? Yes, yeah, Was it Rise or what the hell was that show? Was called? it Rise? No, it was something like that. The Rise Up. With or- a Z? No, or uh, Karen, help us out. It was it was it was actually produced by 
uh, Jeffrey Sellers, who produced Hamilton. It was a it was an NBC one hour drama about a high school producing Spring Awakening. Yeah, it's Rise. You got it right. Rise. Oh, Rise. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And it like I like this was at the height of Baron. Just so just a quick thumbnail sketch. I've always I've mostly hated musicals most of my whole life, but mm-hmm. uh, like the true sucker I am, I got totally swept up by Hamilton, and then I got all into other musicals because of Hamilton. And so, uh, <laughs> so then I uh, so then I was like, I got to watch this show. It's about uh, a high school uh, production of a of a musical. It's going to be great. And nope. it was not great. <laughs> <laughs> it was unwatchable. I also don't like Spring Awakenings. I don't like, I'm not a fan of that play. So. That was the weirdest choice for that show to do. Like of all the things, I know it was based on a book or whatever, but. Um, the, the a play. Show, well, the, the TV show was based on a book. Um, oh, the TV show is based on a book. Yeah, yeah. TV show is based on a book about people doing a musical. Based on a play. play. Yeah, it's very deep. Okay. Very deep. Uh, yeah, but it just, it's so, it was like, how did they think that a, a network like television audience was going to get into this very obscure thing. You know what was almost a good show was Smash. Loved it. I absolutely loved it. In fact, I just watched the uh, I watched the reunion uh, where they really? uh, they just got together and put the uh, you know or, I'm sorry they just aired the one night only of the bombshell musical that was done in Smash. Wow! And, uh, I dropped off after the first season. I felt like it fell apart. I oh no! It gets better. It got, it got I have even better. About that. Okay. All right. Oh my god! It, it okay, was great. Jimmy, we'll see. <laughs> uh, it was uh it was it, look it was it was a hate watch for the first season <laughs> but then i but then i very much got into it and uh i owned the soundtrack sort of the i guess it's a soundtrack because it was a film and television it wasn't an original cast recording um but uh so you said hate watch like, and i just imagined a a, a wrist watch that's a swastika <laughs> so um, I, I also have that uh-huh. I was just kind of like, it's like, oh, it's two o'clock by the hate watch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's time for anti-Semitism. <laughs> so uh, what are we doing? Are we playing a game? Yes, Baron. If you'll stop fucking talking about your uh, resume. I just, I love talking to you guys. Come on. Uh, Can I just really, right. really quick? Because I don't, I can't believe we've never talked about this, Baron, but I grew up in yeah. Western Massachusetts. So I went to the, oh. I went to the Williamstown Theater Festival every summer uh to see like check off and stuff that i didn't understand and uh, did you ever see three penny opera with jesse l martin from rent no no i didn't oh, okay. I, that might have been after my time uh i'm a little oh, all right little, little older than you. If, yeah but i did I... I did see uh i saw i saw rob lowe in uh what's it called three women is that what it's called Three sisters? Three sisters. Three, three sisters, yeah. Dang, Rob yeah. Lowe? Rob Lowe and mm. three sisters. You haven't lived until you've seen that happen. <laughs> I've seen a video with him and three sisters. Oh! Oh, the headphones had to come off. That's how how excited I was about that joke. People forgot about that whole thing. Yeah, they seem to forget a lot about Rob Yeah, they really did. He's so pretty, we give him a free pass on everything, apparently. We... I remember uh, that. I watched SNL at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on, re- real fast. I hate to do this, but uh, I- I'm not sure if Oliver's still on his break, but uh, I want Oliver to do his favorite Jesse L. Martin line from Rent. Uh, oh, here it comes. I would love uh, to hear that. Yes. All right, hang on. <laughs> Oliver! Oh, the point, Matt, was that I was in Oliver, quick enough, Father needs you. Oh, you were? Okay, cool. Uh, and were, were, you like, were you like 21 Dude, years old? I want old you to do. I was your, right out of college. Your so favorite line like, from In the back, 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 backity background. Nice. 
Nice. I, I hate to hold on. I want to hear Oliver's. All right, hang on. I want to hear Oliver's Jonathan Larson. Over. And again, I apologize for uh, like, uh, hey, here's my kid to put on a little skit for you. I, I <laughs> no, apologize no, for that. Apologize to me. Apologize to him. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> You're uh, turning him into a comic, little by little. That'll be in uh, family therapy that that apology comes. <laughs> okay, you ready? <laughs> all right, here, here it comes. Yeah. Huh, a marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, it is. It is so that, and I love Jesse L. Martin in that role. I love him in the movie. I love him in the play. I love him, but that line just is so cringeworthy. Oh, it's everything about the 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 delivery, the the line, the direction. It all doesn't work for us. That was amazing. The way he just came into frame to do that was so perfect. And was it great? Yeah. It was. It was very neutral shows. Well, I'm the new Sid Caesar. Uh, that's what, I, that's what meaning, I heard. Meaning I'm very strong. Um, <laughs> You're Sid Caesar, Matt, Matt Caesar Romero. We got a couple of jokers right. over here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I like the uh, I like the before and after uh, Wheel of Fortune style. Sid Caesar Romero. Um, all right. Hey, here's your question. Here is oh, your yeah. question. What's my question? And we're writing uh, down so, the answer. I don't know. So everybody write down their answer. You don't reveal it until I ask okay. you. Uh, here is your question. I press question. Here it comes. Nope. I'm not going to allow this question. Oh, Matt, I can't. Just I read, it read, read it for fun. Read it for fun. This is not the question. This is not right. the question. Who won the first American Idol? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, so that's nope. Justin Warini. <laughs> Everybody knows that. All right. You know what? Uh, I may have to. Uh, okay, here we go. Next question. Ready? Yep. All right. Uh, wait, what happened? How do I? All right. Answer. All right. Refresh. Wait, you just saw Pop the out. Wait, what the fuck is going on? Why? Is it just one question? <laughs> you only that get game. one. <laughs> just randomized. Guy one made a whole website for one trivia question. Should we, <laughs> Hang on a second. Should we write down the answer for this question? Because everyone wagered something different. I think we might all know the answer, so it's just. I actually, I actually don't. So oh. Elliot doesn't know the answer. Oh, so you don't. The most nope. wins. Don't t- let's just play it. Let's just play it, baby. <laughs> all right. Oh. No, but there's no fun there. There's no conversation to be had. Well, well can you? Okay, well, can I'm you, already done an answer. Can you anyway. make it? Can you make it generate another one? Or are you? Here's the problem. Apparently, I can't make it generate another one in that category. Now I saw Fantasia do the color purple on Broadway, and, and? holy shit, she was incredible. Wow. You liked it. I was the original Broadway cast of The Color Purple. I was the reader. And I mean that I saw hundreds of people audition for the Broadway cast of what Color Purple. Shit? And I was the guy when they came into the audition sitting in the chair with the script. Really? It was one of the best things that has ever happened. It's because I'm a comic. And I'm, and I'm like a theater trained guy. So this director loved me because every every scene was like six Act six different characters, so I would do different voices and stuff. <laughs> I was just basically doing my SNL audition every single day, uh-huh. and it kept them awake. They're like, "Get that guy! He like is funny. <laughs> he keeps us awake." But wow. I got to see like, man, I got to see this woman come in from the south who was just some woman who sang at a church, who went to like a regional audition because Color Purple started at this theater in, in Atlanta. She came up to New York. I got to see this woman who has never done professional theater sitting in the lobby after her audition, a casting director come over to her and be like, they want to cast you in the show. And her just fall to her knees and <laughs> sob. And I was like, are you, they just, I just I just watched a woman's life change. Yeah. This is some random woman from Georgia, not even from the city of Atlanta, 
who's about to be on Broadway. And I was oh like, my God. this is, I can never forget. I'm getting chills just remembering like her be like, Oh God, and her, <laughs> her, her knees. And then later seeing her audition, I was like, Oh my God, she got her teeth done. She got her tits done. She got her hips done. No, I really, she didn't, she didn't really do all that, but it's a good joke. <laughs> uh, all right, Baron. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go back to trivia. That that's was amazing. Uh, See, you took your glasses off. That's how I know it's a good story. <laughs> that's what, well, and that's what trivia is. About. It's about conversation. They were able to bring it up because of the American Idol. If that didn't come up, we don't hear uh, Fantasia doesn't come up. We don't hear that story. Oh, you're right. You're uh, right. All right, here we go. A topic is, uh, I don't understand this website. Apparently, uh, there's just one per category. One question. Well, Wait, I, what I will I tell you it? that I, I went the, to the site and I tried a question and I got the same question. I have not looked at the answer, but I, huh. I can confirm that there's just it's not just you on your computer somehow. Uh, OK, well, let's just use a new category. We can just, we can rebet. All right. Well, yeah, let's, re, let's rebet. Let's go to movies. Okay. Movies. Right. OK, movie. And, and, and to everybody's point, no matter what this question is, if it's what's the movie about the shark? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's Deep Blue Sea, obviously. obviously Deep Blue sea. Uh, <laughs> it's the Meg. The Meg? Yeah. 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 I've uh, seen them all both. Right, so we're going with movies. Here's your question. Everybody everybody have your new bed in? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, and again, I, I, I hope I say that guy's name right, uh, Jeff Cater, because I am going to give him a talking to. <laughs> you don't have to cater your pronunciation my, to his name. Barry, <laughs> if I may, my 12-year-old son writes better questions than this. Because. <laughs> This is, is this it, is a beautiful website. I like the format. I like the way that it all uh, moves. And uh, are you take, are you insulted by how easy the questions are? Is that what's happening? I was insulted by that American Idol question. Yes, I was, sir. All right. Well, what's the new one? Uh, by the way, Elliot, the answer was Kelly Clarkson. The answer. Was I Kelly would have actually Clarkson. got it right. That was my guess. So. Yes, of course you would have got it right because it's the easiest goddamn question in the history of trivia. So just just so that the the, the author of that knows, even this guy who does not watch American Idol, doesn't care about American Idol, did not think he knew the answer, would have gotten it right. Right. Mm-hmm. This is, and I hope we're saying, I hope it's not pronounced Cater. I hope we're saying it wrong. I want this guy to have nightmares. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Uh, here's your question. Yeah. Char- I, this is a nice question. Charlie Chaplin. I, uh, all I could do, by the way, maybe this is the easiest question in the world. It's not to me. Uh, so I will now apologize to Jeff. I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, this guy gets it. This is a guy that understands <laughs> He's a guy that understands websites. Uh, Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body? Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body? Ooh. That's a all right. So question. say it, uh, write it down. Don't say it until I come to you. Charlie Chaplin insured which part of his body? Hmm. That's a wow. interesting question. It is, it is isn't it? Question. That is a That's I I've got a I've got an answer but I'm pretty sure it's wrong. I got an answer too. But when I when you say Charlie Chaplin, I'm really thinking of Robert Downey Jr. So. <laughs> uh, man, oh man. I, I wrote down my answer. I wrote it down and I'm sticking with it. Uh, all right, before we go around the horn, though, uh, let's take another break. Uh, Baron Vaughn is here. We're thrilled that he's here. It's ridiculous. I mean this sincerely. I'm giddy. I'm giddy on how uh, <laughs> about having Baron Vaughn here. And the, it's ridiculous that it's taken the, a pandemic to get him on the program. I'm sticking <laughs> by it. I'm sticking by it. As my son says, uh, as my son says, pandemic. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, Baron, he's not pronouncing that right. Pandemic. Come on, man. You're going to have to talk to these kids. That's not going to fly. <laughs> I know. Is that the, uh, that's the th- uh, almost three-year-old? 
Yes. Wait, wait, it was almost three or almost two. I apologize. Almost that. three. Almost three. Are you, Baron? You don't have to say this uh, on a public forum. Uh, uh, are you comfortable saying your children's names? Yes. The oldest one is named Savion. Savion. Love it. Um, like Glover, right? Uh-huh. The people know I'm talking about. And the youngest one is named Jaiman, like Hansu. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Nice. Okay. Star of Amistad and Blood Diamond, who is in both Shazam and Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, all right that's a, that is a year. weird DC Marvel crossover. There's mm-hmm. how many people do that? How many? How many? Uh, that's a good trivia question. Didn't, didn't Brolin do a DC movie? Yeah, before Brolin did both, but but well, Brolin but, was in. Uh, he was in the X Men. He played Cable, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. in uh, in Deadpool, which is Marvel, but not MCU. Oh, that's right, right. Deadpool. Because I always forget that Deadpool's in technically in the X Men. In the X Men right? universe, yeah, yeah. But 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 how many how many actors are in both technically Captain Marvel movies? Am I getting that right? Yes, exactly. Shazam is Captain in, Marvel. Shazam was originally Captain Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. Jaiman Hansu is the weird connection. He's the connection, yeah. Okay. I remember Lawrence Fishburne telling me, he, first of all, he likes to be called Larry. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he told me, uh, no, actually on the set of Blackish, I got to do a thing about on Blackish and Loretta Devine played my mom in the in the episodes that I was on. And Loretta Devine is, was in one of my favorite musicals. Dream Girls, which yes. also the original um, Effie, Oscar-winning Jennifer Hudson, was played by Jennifer Holiday, right? But before Jennifer Holiday, it was Jennifer Lewis, who oh, was also the, now on Blackish. I did not know that. That's cool. now they, it's no bad blood or anything like that. But Loretta Devine got the. I, she told me this thing because theater people in the 80s in new york especially broadway people it sounds a lot like what stand-up comedy was it's like when you were between jobs you did a cabaret show because i'm telling you i walked into the set and i was doing whatever the heck i was doing i was over at the chairs and then i hear jennifer lewis's voice at a distance and i hear her going ah, ha, 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 and i hear an audience <laughs> go ah, ha, ha, ha. So I'm, I'm like what's going on Is someone performing stand-up it sounded like it sounded like i'm in the green room and the audience is happy that Jimmy just got off the stage. Like it, it was like that raucous of an applause. And so um, nobody. OK, I was just doing a dumb joke. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I did a take to the camera. It was a very, it was hurtful. Oh, dang it, was, it was hurtful. Um, I've never seen actually your one of your sets on one of your TV sets. is One of my favorite TV sets of all time. But it, we don't have to talk about that. Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's circle back here. Uh, <laughs> Jenny Lewis can wait. <laughs> Jenny Lewis can wait. Which which one are we talking about, Baron? Um. Craig Ferguson. I yeah, thank say. you. I don't disagree with you. That was a that was. Uh, Were you only on Craig Ferguson once? I did Craig Ferguson one time. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's literally one of my favorite late night sets. Thank you very it's, much. It's the reason that when they approached me, I was like, you know, if if Jimmy could work. <laughs> it's, well, thank you. You're welcome. No, no, no. I'm joking. Uh, no, I liked your set, and I remember thinking it sounded like a real show. And I was like, "That's I've never seen that on a TV set." Thank I. Uh, thank you. I was very. Uh, I was happy. Other than when I moved over to and did panel stuff on Conan, uh, I felt that that uh, Ferguson set captured me better than any other of my TV mm. spots. So, uh, so I thank you for the nice words. Uh, but you were saying something about Jennifer Lewis. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But. I felt insecure that I insulted you and nobody laughed. But no, again, I did a take to the camera. I did a take. It is a, it is a take, but I wasn't looking. Um, and you got a take on me. So anyway, um, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I am, I am going to ignore that one. Uh-huh. So 
Loretta Devine was telling me that your name was built on these cabaret shows. Like, cause there were always these composers of musicals who loved writing songs for people. They want to write songs. They want to write songs that might turn into a new show. They love Jennifer Lewis. So it's like, you know, she's hooking up with like Mark Shaman, which by the way, Jimmy Pardo, this is a nice little fun piece of trivia. I'm listening. Remember that HBO one night stand and that synth Mark Shaman composed that Mark Shaman, the composer of hairspray. Yeah. Because Mark Shaman was the piano player at the original improv. Isn't that something? Oh, wow. In New York's. So whenever you see like that old bet Mittler at the improv, yeah, it's, yeah. Mark, it's Mark Shaman on the, on the piano. Wow. All right. So anyway, <laughs> the guy that taught the South park guys. All right. So, <laughs> So Loretta Devine is like Jennifer Lewis had the show like she was so funny and it's like she was telling me it's like storytelling and songs sometimes from shows sometimes that are original and you have your little orchestra it's like Mark Shaman or John McDaniel or whoever the hell is doing the thing at that time and so that's how you created your mythos in New York and she was just like Jennifer had the show like she could not do a play because her cabaret runs were always so successful that she was always like financially supported. And I was like, that's amazing. Cause I never heard of anything like that. Now Broadway people put out albums, but they don't do like, I don't feel like I don't, I've never heard about cabaret shows like what she talked about. And I yeah. might be fully incorrect about the, you know, that being something that people did in the last couple of years, but I wanted to share that story. I went nowhere. Uh, yes, Jimmy. It's uh, no, I love it. And and, and uh, to your point about dream girls, I, uh, I every year I post a tweet about uh, it's always a reminder to uh, look at this clip of the greatest musical thing in the world or whatever. I however I word it. And it's a clip of uh, Jennifer Holiday uh, doing that. Uh, and I'm telling you, uh, Ooh. Ooh. man, that Amazing. clip is just I mean, it gives you chills and tears. It gives you everything you're looking for. And uh, and Jennifer Hudson in the movie too nails that thing. <laughs> Um, yeah. As a reminder, yeah. guys, I was in that movie. All right, we'll be back right after this. <laughs> hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Baron Vaughn is on Twitter at and also Instagram at Bar Von Black. That's B-A-R-V-O-N-B-L-A-Q. Uh, follow him there uh, for jokes and pics and good stuff like that. Also, you'll see him talking about The Great Debate, which is on Sci-Fi. Uh, check it out. You can actually, I think, watch episodes on their website, even if you don't have cable. I may be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure you can. And there might be some clips on YouTube. So check out The Great Debate. I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I thought it's really funny and fun. Lots of fun comedians that you probably know and love are on that show. So check it out. Like, um... Who did I just see on there? Oh yeah, Jonah Ray was on uh, the first episode, so that's fun. Also, check out uh, a short film, or it's actually a, a horror anthology on Shudder. If you have Shudder, check out Scare Package. Uh, Baron is in one of the uh, little short films in Scare Package, and uh, he said uh, you should check that out. So a lot of uh, horror people are enjoying that. So if you're a Shudder subscriber, check out Scare Package. Also, uh, check out uh, Baron has two albums on my record label, AST Records, Raised by Cable and Black Existential Crisis. You can get those wherever you get albums, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify, or uh, you may even hear clips of it on SiriusXM if you listen to the comedy channels there. So check out Baron wherever he may appear. You will enjoy that. Jimmy Pardo is going to be on Twitter, as he always is. He's going to be on there because he's uh, addicted to it. He's on there at Jimmy Pardo. Uh, Garen is at my name is Garen. Elliot is at Elliot Hochberg. 
And uh, the show is at Never Not Funny. You can also find us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Never Not Funny. And of course, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Never Not Funny. Subscribe to that and click the bell for notifications and you'll get clips of every episode. Plus Jimmy's Records and Tapes. Enjoy. Hey, sometimes you find yourself uh, the, the wallet's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other – are you at the – wild animal vet <laughs> yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is it, here's the important thing Earn-in is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn-in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah they, i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh, you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these right. are not professional these broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you Matt. again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n and that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earning app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show let's them know who sent you there who directed you there once again put in never not funny under podcast subject your available earnings location daily max and pay period max see earning.com slash tos for details earning is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic earning it's your money get it now uh listen this is you you know this uh, belknap and and hokeberg and myself we love the factor meals in fact garen cockrell's gotten on board with the factor recently yeah he's into it i we, mean who wouldn't like it once you try it you go hey this is good stuff once you factor you can't go back there yeah it's like that old yo gabba gabba song try it you'll like it i never was on board with yo gabba gabba <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in I, I the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to talk it. about factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Pardo50. Use code Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2620. Baron Vaughn is with us. He's got this new show over on Sci-Fi called The Great Debate. He told us what that was all about early in the program. If you missed that, rewind, circle back, revisit. Uh, lots of good stuff with uh, Baron so far. I, I can't imagine that's going to come to a screeching halt. Uh, well, <laughs> it actually is because I'm about to uh, talk to Garen. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody and get everybody's uh, trivia answer. Let's check in with uh, Garen Cockerley. He's over there at the Never Not Funny Weather Desk, sponsored by PopCultureBeats.com. Uh, Garen, uh, first of all, what's the weather in Van Nuys right now? Let's talk about that. Let me hit the refresh button on the uh, the website here. Uh, Jimmy, right. in uh, Sherman Oaks slash Van Nuys, California, it is 84 degrees and sunny. 84? Is that, that's it, huh? Yeah. Seems much hotter here at my house. And, uh, well, I'm wrong. It's 79 degrees here. Um, everybody, uh, yeah, look that up. See how everybody's feeling. Uh, <laughs> Baron, where, uh, we, where are you right now? Where are you at? Um, I'm in a neighborhood that's, well, it's kind of, it's technically El Sereno. Do you know that neighborhood at all? I don't. I don't. So if you uh, think of in your mind as two sides of a string, one ending at Highland Park, the other ending at South Pasadena, betwixt the twain, I say to Vain, that is where my body remains. <laughs> well. Thank you. Nipsey Russell's our guest. We're the Nipsey Russell. Um, Shakespearean Nipsey Russell. Yeah, Shakespearean Nipsey Russell. <laughs> um, wonderful. Uh, so that is, it's a, is that... Is that a cooler or hotter? Is that considered the valley or it's kind of in a weird little uh, pocket where, there, where, right? Where I am? Yeah. It's east side LA. You know, we're kind of not far from like, we're like five minutes from Highland Park, five minutes from South Pasadena. I go get my groceries in Alhambra, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, we're kind of that area. We're not far from downtown. Um, it's not, this is not, a, I think some people think this is an up and coming neighborhood. I don't know, but uh it's i have a weird theory about the heat <laughs> okay it's on um I'm just, it's on it's, it's on the street yeah <laughs> garen doesn't know that me and my grandmother used to take road trips from las vegas to albuquerque new mexico all the time and we had one tape and the tape was the beverly hills cop soundtrack <laughs> Holy so God. i know every single song on that freaking oh soundtrack God. from front to back i can know all the lyrics and i could sing you every guitar and synth keyboard solo note well four notes i i yep. I, I think i speak for everybody prove yeah. it let's hear it <laughs> all right then as a guitar it comes in like this is a song called gratitude by danny elfman okay oingo boingo danny elfman not pumpkin skeleton king i i baron if i may elfman singing I think, if I may, I think we, I yes. think we all wanted the heat is on. I think that's what we all wanted. I didn't I want t- you to go to. I would have settled. I would have. Is that Glenn? Is it Glenn Frey? That it was. Glenn Frey. Oh, tell me, can you feel it? Uh, Matt. The man is here. The man is here. 
special edition. Up top, my brother. Baron Vaughn. So, uh, all right, uh, Garen, uh, what, what, what happened over the weekend? You watch anything of import? Did you go on a walk? Did you get a hot dog? What'd you do? Uh, I watched, um, I've been watching the Hunger Game movies again, which I don't remember a second of. <laughs> Hang on, I think Baron Vaughn may have just choked on his own vomit. I don't, I don't know what just happened. I took a drink of water. I wasn't expecting him to talk about Hunger Games. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that because was, he's not a 14-year-old girl? Is that why? Aren't I, though? Yeah, you, you are. You're, you're right, Baron. You are. At the end of the catfish is Garrett. What were you saying? <laughs> so I've been watching those, and then I watched Howl's Moving Castle, which is a Miyazaki oh, anime film. beautiful, yes. I adored it. First time I ever saw it, and I <gasps> loved every second of it. Great. Are those all on Disney Plus now? I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on HBO, HBO Max. Max. Oh, HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max. Right, right, HBO right. Got it. All the Studio Ghibli is right there. It's mm-hmm. insane. Yep. Sorry, Jimmy. We were talking about anime. Yep. I was I was near that conversation. <laughs> I my headphones didn't go out. I knew some noise was being made, and uh, but even my headphones go just just assume it's a dial tone. That's the best way to handle this, so you, you don't feel left out or uh, insulted, no matter what's happening. Um, Garen, what uh, anything else, or just that? Would you just uh, stay safe there in uh, in the apartment all week? Uh, I've just been basically staying safe. I went to target yesterday from you know i make that trip once a month you went to that the, the shithole one that uh, that angered me the other day no i actually went to the one in burbank and there was a line good there should be running out out the door and one lady's like I, i'm excuse me i'm gonna go i'm gonna i'm still in line but i'm gonna go over here for a second and then she walks off and then they let us all in and then i'm looking around and, and she's in there what this lady showed somehow she got in ahead of all of us. How old of a lady are we talking about? Because she may have gone to the uh, the other line, which is for uh, compromised and older folks. I guess is the wording they're using. No, no, she was she was probably forties, early forties. So see. she wasn't. She just snuck her way in somehow. It's like, I'll be right back, and then she she's in there. <laughs> she got dirty. You don't think she was compromised? No, no, no. I mean, she made some kind of a compromise morally. Clearly, she yeah, more line, but. Morally. Right, she's a, a sneak. Garen, have cheek. you watched, uh, you know, Disney World opened uh, over the weekend. Did you watch any Oof. of the, the videos of people at the Disney World now? It's crazy. No, I, but there's videos of people who are horribly sick that are there, like Great. sniffling and going to first aid. And then there's the commercial. Have you seen the commercial, the Welcome Home commercial? Oh, my. Oh, yeah, I have. Where they put the the, the music or the audio from the Us trailer. <laughs> They put it over that welcome home commercial. Oh, oh that's, that's funny. funny. It's so good. So funny. I, Elise and I went down a rabbit hole over the weekend of just watching these videos of people going. It's, 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 I, at first it was like, I just want to see what the crowd looks like, how, how, like how many people are in there. And it didn't look that bad. But then it's just like, this guy was like, yeah, you know, I haven't seen any staff people like wiping anything down or spraying anything. And then he like went to one ride and he was like, how often are you sanitizing the the handrail? Like, you know, it's like one of those rides where you have to hold on. And they're like, oh, once every two hours. I'm like, no, man, not not yeah, good enough. That's wow. cr- that's fucking crazy. It's totally crazy. What are these people doing? Like history is going to look back <laughs> on this and be like, so uh, here's some videos of the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet wow. going to a theme park in a pandemic. I got to get down on those rides, man. Don't judge me. I got, I got to have my rides. I got to get a haircut and get on a ride. 
And I, I get this it. is America. You don't tell me I can't do those two things. I, it's my God-given right to ride a fucking coaster. <laughs> a coaster of the roller variety. That's right. Thank you, Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just I have a, I have a frosty drink over here that I'm looking at. Oh, what are you drinking? What are you enjoying? It doesn't matter, but I'm using a coaster. Using no, a just, coaster. <laughs> no circles on that wood at Barrett's Glass of water. Um, that's incredible. Why are you watching these videos, though? Like, why? You just I, I, I was interested. Mortified. <laughs> I, I at first again. At first, it was just like we were both kind of like, I wonder what it's like at Disney World now that it's open. And so, and then like. 45 minutes later, we were like, why are we still watching these videos? <laughs> but it, it's, my, uh, you get my wormhole over the weekend was I, uh, but not weekend, just yesterday was watching the Betsy DeVos interviews from the Sunday morning shows and just watching her flop around like a fish out of water. Doesn't know what to do or say, but keeps a smile on her face and that condescending tone. And oh, yeah. everything she's saying is is wrong. Not answering the question. She's losing every discussion. It, it fascinating. So I did the same thing where it's like, oh, I watched this two and a half second, uh, two and a half minute clip. Yeah. Forty five minutes later, I watched every version of it. Yeah, YouTube Ugh. is YouTube is way too effective at just sucking you into their their thrall. Yeah, yeah. boy, oh boy. And the best way to start there is Jimmy's records and tapes. You can see, of course, <laughs> uh, that series yeah. over there, as well as uh, various clips from Never Not Funny throughout the years. Binge yeah. all of season one right now. Yeah. Ah, Jimmy sure. Jimmy Pardo Ferguson put that in. Uh, put that in there and oh, enjoy it if you want to watch it. I believe I believe it's a pretty. Uh, I think it looks like somebody uploaded it from a VHS tape. It's pretty uh, <laughs> uh, pretty washed out. All right, Garen, give me your uh, your uh, answer here, please, if you would. Uh, uh, again, the question is: Charlie Chaplin insured. Which part of his body? And that, of course, comes to us from Jeff Cater, uh, who put together a great website with great questions. Boy, that's a great question. This guy gets it. I have an answer I'm pretty confident about, but I wanted to ask you first. Uh, there's a show I started watching. I don't know. Yes. Do you guys have HBO Max? Does anybody have it yet? I do. I, I have it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. There's a show on there called We're Here, which is about these three drag queens go to these small towns and oh, yeah. and put on drag shows, and they use people in the town who are going through whatever issues. Oh, yeah? And wow. It is so good. It's funny. You're going to bawl your eyes out. It's uplifting, and it's... There's one episode where they go to Branson, which I know we've talked about that place before. <laughs> yeah. It's shocking how how mean people still are. Branson, Missouri, right? Yeah. And Oof. even in a in a showbiz town. It's right. it's it's a really good uh, it's a great show to watch. And it's if called We're like Here. A, We're here, yeah. All right, I'm gonna, uh, I'll look that up. There's some language, so I don't know if you want well, Oliver listens to Square. Right. I hope I'll be fine. But it's I a it's think- a really good show. I think it's on HBO. Like I have HBO now, which I guess is supposed to convert. But mm. we're here. I think is on that. I, still. I think you're right. Yeah, I think okay. it's HBO. But I'm watching on HBO Max. So. Uh, and I want to say for Matt and well anybody who likes theater, there's a show I've been meaning to watch. It's called Legendary, and that's on HBO mm-hmm. Max. And that's like ballroom performers, like the people who are responsible oh. for what we know is voguing and all that. So like the people who, and it's the most theatrical, insane dancing and I'm, I'm excited to watch it so it's like cool. it, it's a world that i'm still learning about yeah you know it's maybe gay people as i know i just never knew about <laughs> that stuff over there and yeah. like because i know gay people are like well that's weird for me and i'm like you're judgmental. <laughs> uh, i'm telling you like you're judgmental uh to them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah because it's just like everybody else, ignorant. But like the thing is, <laughs> everyone's equally ignorant. Anyway, 
legendary. I'm going to watch it. That's cool. All right. Jamila's on that show. She's one of the judges. Oh, that's right. She is. Yeah. You're right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and a fun I, show, too. That's good. Hey, Baron, did you happen yes. to, going back to Disney Plus, did you happen to watch Encore, that series? No, I have not. Is oh. that with the, oh. Anna Kendrick? Is that, uh, Kristen Bell. Oh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. But it is, uh, 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 she's in it for 10 seconds. Yeah. Very little um, Bell. It's really wonderful. It's, uh, you know, these very mm. high school musicals by the cast, sometimes uh, five years later, sometimes 40 years later. And they get Whoa. together, they reunite, and they do their show again. And um, it's Whoa, really well done. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's so great. Good. Yeah, it's, it's. You get the same kind of vibes from We're Here as you do as Encore with these people doing these huge artistic things again and just how it just you can see in their faces how it changes them just from this one little thing it's it's, it's it. crazy great i got i got one more it's a All documentary right. guys hold on hold young, on hold young on. at Hang heart on. young at heart oh okay uh we do have another yeah. one mm-hmm. <laughs> wait i already played that one yeah yep. we have we have, a, we have a, we have a third like one it. how about this one that's very appropriate since we've we've we may have broken the record for doc talk this week that's been a lot of doc talk amazing anyway uh, young at heart that's young at heart wrote it down what's the premise well it's basically everything that garen was just saying except it's at a i think it's like the some kind of old folks home. I don't know if it's like a convalescent home, but it's like these very old people who a lot of them are sick, you know, and in the course of the film, they die and you you'd be sad, but it's like, they do like choir chorus stuff and like do all these mm-hmm. pop songs. And it's just like connecting to the world. It's like people who don't really sing, but they come to life in the group setting. And it's, it's one of the most beautiful I hate to say heartwarming, <laughs> but it's very, very heartwarming documentary. Nice. Great. Looking up. Young at heart. Where, where does it live? Are, are, are streaming services? No Amazon? Idea. That sort of thing? I own it. Oh, oh aren't you interesting? <laughs> On um, DVD. <laughs> uh, all right, Gary, this. give us your answer. Uh, I'm going with mustache. Going to go with the mustache. Wow. Yes. Oh, very specific. Mustache. That's Charlie scary. Chaplin, he insured something that he could accidentally shave off. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what insurance company would be like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a, 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 an errant scissor snip would, uh, would cause them to go out of business, but. I'm going to go with Lloyd's of London. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be. The oh, one. it's definitely Lloyd's of, of London. Yeah. That, that seemed to be a big thing in the early 20th century. Just performers. Make it a big PR stunt out of insuring their foot or whatever. <laughs> what, yeah. You know, my legs are worth $500,000. Hey, that's better than crotch shots. <laughs> it's the old version of crotch shots. Yeah, you're right. Did you hear they insured their crotch? <laughs> uh, that might be the answer here. We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, 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 all right, let's right. check in. Video Village, that's the Iron Dragon. That is Elliot Hochberg. Elliot, everything's safe there in uh, Palms, California? Uh, reasonably so. Uh, yeah, I would say so. We're, we're doing all right. There's no, uh, there's no, no problems that I'm aware of. All right, good. Well, keep an eye on things. You know, uh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're putting everything in your hands and palms. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, Baron, just so that you know, part of it is I'm a building manager. Part of it is I'm actually on the neighborhood council here. So, uh, we, you know, get, get hay made out of that a little bit from time to time. Great. That's a term. Is, that's a term that is, comedy people use. Is Baron ninety-seven years old? Why did that? Why did that just happen? 
What did, oh, we make hay out of this sometimes. This kind of kind of razzing that will happen on the program. I appreciate it. Why, uh, uh, Ellie, can you remind me what? I don't know why it says Iron Dragon on your thing this week. So, and I haven't found the story, but um, but I had been I had been stutteringly trying to tell a, a story about uh, supposedly one of my Selesnik ancestors and the reason why his last name was uh, was Selesnik. Uh, we were talking. I think it was. Um, Kirsteltanovich, yeah, I think we talked I'm about it with right. her. Yep, and and she said, well, Selesnik, uh or something like I, she said, Iron Dragon. Oh, got it. Okay. So, so one of so my oh, boy. father's mother's last name is Selesnik, and apparently that that translates to Iron Dragon on some level. Mm, so in Russian, yeah, would be Russian. So so wow. So that, so that's in that's hey, Iron Dragon something. <laughs> I mean. I guess Selesnik is like David O. Selznick. Is that Selznick? That is, like that a, is a distant. That? that is a distant cousin. Yeah. I can't believe you're drilling deeper on this, man. I really can't. I can't we were almost. Me. We were. The, we were just so close to being able to drop this. You ready? Look, fracking <laughs> is very dangerous. Fracking is very dangerous. But you're gonna, yes, you're gonna like. This I don't. Track. I don't have any more details than that. So, so you're all. You can all relax. So I just know that, Yes, David O. Selznick is a distant cousin. Since we're since we're educating Baron on how the show works, Elliot has uh, is, is wanted to let him know everything that's happening. Here's what happens when usually when Elliot says something that brings the conversation to a screeching halt. I'm fascinated. That is a joke. <laughs> so, I don't get it. Check out the walls and remember who the boss is. Iced by <laughs> You're getting iced. Yeah. Wow. Elliot, uh, I don't think that was fair that it was played, but uh, it's always <laughs> nice to hear that song. Um, <laughs> it's just a nice song. Elliot, do you have an answer for this? Uh, so I was trying to think of what is special about Charles Chaplin. Yeah. What is it that uh, if he lost it, it would change his career? Yes. So I wrote mustache. You wrote the same thing as Garen Cockrell. Yep. Uh, yep. The two and, of you are in cahoots today with the stash. I don't think so because then we'd have to split them. Oh, we didn't. Did you tell Baron that there's uh, money on the line? Oh here? yeah, there's money on the line. You get five bucks if uh, you win this thing, Baron. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in, so your Venmo account. Um, so if Garen and I correct, we we would both get two fifty at this point, depending on what everybody. Well, else it picks. depends on the on the, the betting. Yeah, yeah it's all about on, the betting. You, you think you bet the same as him? It's I don't know. Possible. There's only twenty five to choose from. That's true. Uh, before before we we leave me, I wanted to ask Baron uh, since yes. he's doing a, a very highly nerd based show. Yes. Uh, are you are you a D and D? Am I am I a D and D or into D and D? Am I a D and D myself? Yes, thank you, like, are you I a dungeon, dungeon and or dragon? I'm neither a dungeon nor a dragon. Discuss. Uh, well, I'm clearly a dragon, as we know. Yeah. Yes, an Iron Dragon, Selesnik, like David O. Mm. Um, no relation to Sandra, but you know the thing is. That yes, that's the okay. answer to the question. Right. I'm into D&D. I grew awesome. up playing Dungeons and Dragons. We, we played. I played ghetto D and grew up in a mostly black brown neighborhood in Las Vegas, Nevada. So basically, ghetto D and D is Dungeons and Dragons, but only with about the dice. Like we don't do any of the role playing. We just like to throw dice because we're from <laughs> Vegas, <laughs> and we're like ten sided dice. The money you could win. <laughs> Twelve sided. I put it all on eleven. 
Love it. Baron Vaughn is here. He's got the program on Sci-Fi yeah. called the uh, the Great Debate. But let's go check in with Matt Belknap. Get his answer on the uh, trivia question. Matt, yeah. what'd you go with? I, you know, now two people saying mustache is now making me think uh, that uh, they're onto something. But I just said face. I just said his face. Uh, <laughs> the moneymaker. You went yeah, with the moneymaker. Yeah, money maker. I, I, you know, because oh, like really usually cool. it's when you hear these stories, usually it's about a a woman with uh, with great leg. Yeah, I think it was um, Mary Hart. Hart. Oh, wait, who was it? There were a few. I thought it was, uh, was a lot of different Rita Hayworth or something. But Rita Hayworth. Yep. Um, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always like the legs or something really awful. Like they're really just completely objectifying the person. <laughs> so well, I was not necessarily. No, I think that if they're sometimes if they're dancers, they do that yeah. because um, they, they would lose their career if something happened. Mm-hmm. To them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But am I wrong? Is it, it was more it was like equal equal parts insurance uh, and also a publicity. PR? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That. I never knew I mean, the PR sometimes. thing. That that makes sense. It just seems like why would that? Why would we still be talking about it if it weren't part of it? Was like, hey, this is going to be a great news story when people hear about well, this. Remember, there was only five news stories back in the day. Like <laughs> when somebody would insure their legs, it, it, you know, yeah. the president didn't do nine fucking wrong things that day to take that out of the news. It was, <laughs> right. you know, we talked about it for a week. You know, four years. Uh, by the way, I mean, my parents did, and my grandparents did. I was in the room while they discussed it. I wasn't talking about who insured their legs back in. Yeah, speaking of presidents and legs, uh, FDR should have insured those legs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Imagine the payoff! Oh my God! God. <laughs> oh, uh, I itched my nose. That's how much I enjoyed that joke. <laughs> uh, all right, Baron, give me your answer to this. Uh, this uh, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, this is a lot of really interesting information. I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, next time I come on the show, I'm definitely taking notes on everything. That oh, said. Baron, one and done as far as I can tell. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Garen, that woman at Target who said, I'll, I'll just, I'll be right back. And she went in. That was called an Irish hello. Um, <laughs> Elliot. Uh, <laughs> yes, I played Dungeons and Dragons. I also played a superhero based role playing game called Champions and another nice. one called Rifts. Uh, and I played the Star Wars game uh-huh. as well. Um, Matt, off of what you said of people, well, first of all, both of you guessed mustache. I don't think he insured his mustache, otherwise Hitler wouldn't have stole it. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. And then um, Matt, you said the legs. Now, to what Jimmy said, no, 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 Matt, Matt, Matt said the face. Oh, the but face. He, yeah, my answer, oh. my answer to the question was face, yeah. Because you thought the legs are obvious, but you're wrong. Yeah. To Jimmy's point, this is an era we have to remember in which people who made movies were actually talented. <laughs> they actually had abilities like being able to sing or dance, right? And Charlie Chaplin was a damn genius who was a tremendous dancer. And he was creating what a lot of us now know to be modern com- like comedy today is because of people like him, right? Right. But the guy was a brilliant physical comedian. Right. So off the thing about legs, people who are dancing, I was thinking it's got to be something in his legs. But let's not forget, this guy was a writer and a director and an editor. OK, he was doing everything. He was a producer. He was inventing things. And he really liked age and appropriate women. Right. So then he also <laughs> was trying to keep up with women that were horribly too young for him on top of being a dancer. OK. So I think he ensured the thing that he needs the most in both of those situations. 
Kelly Clarkson. No, his knees. His <laughs> knees. His knees. knees. Oh, his knees. Wow. His knees. Very specific. Part of the leg. Could have said leg. Part of the leg. Part of the leg. I, probably the whole leg, but I just wanted to say the word knees. Yeah, it's, it's also really a fun word to say. Oh, it's the, you know what? It's the bee's knees. That's how much fun it is to say it. Do you know my fun fact, my fun trivia about uh, Charlie Chaplin's last wife, Una? No, I don't know that. I've never spoken to you before. <laughs> her name was her name was Una O'Neill. Can you guess who her father was? Uh, Eugene O'Neill. Eugene O'Neill O'Neil was the father of Charlie Chaplin's age-inappropriate wife, <laughs> whom he disowned when she married Chaplin because he said it was wrong. Oh. Regardless, Chaplin and Una had a child named Geraldine, who, named Geraldine Chaplin, who's oh, yeah, in a yeah. lot of my favorite latin language movies because she's grew up she married a colombian man i think she's in one of my favorite horror films she had a daughter named una and she goes by una chaplin and if you were a fan of game of thrones you might remember her getting stabbed through the pregnant stomach oh wow in a yeah, very famous episode of that's the game of right yeah i remember at the time being like whoa that's crazy she must be related to well I, I didn't i saw the name and i was like i wonder if she's related to charlie chaplin and then i looked it she up she is the granddaughter of charlie chaplin yeah she's um and great granddaughter of uh eugene o'neill <laughs> wow what's wow. the guy now i can't remember the 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 starks she she married the not rob stark but the other stark no rob stark oh it is rob stark Yes, yeah. the Red oh. Wedding. Right, right, right. I don't Red watch. Wedding. Oh, that's a Chaplin. Her name's Una Chaplin. Yeah, interesting. She's married. She's named after her grandmother. That's crazy. And her grandfather. Yeah. So anyway, my answer was knees. Yes, yeah. knees. <laughs> uh, I will tell you before I give my answer that I uh, wrote down mustache and crossed it out because I thought it was most ridiculous <laughs> answer. I that was my first thought was mustache. I didn't think anybody would be dumb enough to lock that in. <laughs> but I chose mustache and then got rid of it because it was a stupid answer. The dumbest of all time. Okay. Uh, I ended up going and I thought that this is kind of where Baron was going when he was talking about how uh, uh, Chaplin was, uh, you know, a director and a writer, a producer. He yeah. created things. So I went with brain that he insured his brain. Oh, I see. When he when Baron was saying that, I thought he was going to say his eyeballs because as a director. <laughs> oh, you, that's a good one, too. You need those eyeballs. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find out what it is. Let me go to the uh, Never Not Trivia page. I press a button. Gives me the answer. None of us got it right. But we all, if uh, Baron's the closest, uh, uh, Elliot and Garen are not that far off. It was actually a beard stubble. Beard stubble. What the fuck? Wait, what? Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's um, <laughs> feet. He insured his feet. Ah. And that makes sense when you think about those yeah. uh, his weird little waddle and all that bullshit. Well, that, that was the first thing I was going to say. I was like, it's got to be feet. Nah, that's dumb. Yeah. I did think that got, too, because he's so famous for his physical comedy and his yeah. distinctive walk. But I was like, how, what part of the body is really responsible for his walk? It's not. And I, I thought the knees. I thought the, I, yeah, you, I'm with you, man. I feel like I that's, think it's feet, but uh, I didn't think it. Dag nabbit. He's uh, outsmarted us again. Well, that's what <laughs> Chaplin does. He keeps you on your toes. He's that little dictator. He was British. He's a sneaky foreigner coming in yeah, and damn we had that, had that house on the brea that people don't shut up about if you're on a tour bus <laughs> uh, what um uh garen give me how much you uh, how much did you bet jimmy i went all in with a big old 25 oh wow it won't be you elliot i uh i bet high for me 15 all right won't be you uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh matt 
I also went big. I went 22. Won't be you, Baron. Boy, five. Won't be wow. you. Jimmy, I, I, I went with 12. I bet 12. There you go. <laughs> uh, so I get $5 today. Five bucks for daddy. Nice work. I just wrote wow. that down as if I, I need that note for later. I well, you might. I, if, you win you... for losing the least. <laughs> That's correct. Love it. That's correct. That's why it's, strate- it's strategic, Baron. You can go all in like you guys did. But you guys look the fool with your answers. Mustache. <laughs> I mean, after the Kelly Clarkson question, didn't we all expect the question was yeah. going to be like, what movie did Marlon Brando play the Godfather in? <laughs> 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 definitely i definitely thought that that was Hang the on freshman a right it was, it, it yeah, was the, the freshman. freshman yeah <laughs> uh all right baron vaughn's been our guest baron of course is uh, the show called uh, the great debate on sci-fi uh you can also catch him if superstore comes back if you guys uh uh, uh i heard that uh, maybe september uh, you guys are going to get back in the action Ooh, but there's no, no way that's happening right baron i have no idea superstore any, superstore grace and frankie no idea it's uh super it's awesome it's a great program we love it. i love it it's so it's so great and it's a bummer that we uh we binged it uh, over this pandemic and now it's uh ah. now we're just uh, in the limbo like the rest of the world we're caught up hey uh, so, you know what just real quick since baron uh has had the honor of working with the legendary jane fonda let's see if he can answer this trivia question from last week oh yeah uh, oh yeah it's a good one jane fonda and robert redford have appeared on screen together three times is that right or five yeah, uh, five five can you name any one of those five movies i can't and we, you just we just had the answer <laughs> no we just did it last week and i, I, oh, wait, I can think of one i can think of the one that i mucked up the title of oh man she won an oscar for one of them is that true i don't know i don't Possible. know not, is it coming home is coming home one of them no no robert redford is not in that dagnabbit dagnabbit ashby john voigt i believe let me see if i have it written down okay um redford's not on golden pond is he i don't think he's on on golden pond do you have do you have the answers karen it's not fair for us to put this out there and then not tell people what the answer is i have the one answer not parallax view nope hmm I will, I will, here's up? one of them I'll, I'll give you the one i remember and that's the electric horseman oh uh, wow that's, that's one of them i haven't seen that one uh, the other ones were, were more obscure i think maybe one other one was like sort so that's of, the most famous of the five that so is Darren, yeah. which, which one did you i guess there's Darren? six there's my i remember barefoot in the park which was oh that's, oh, oh, that's the, the other that's the other uh, big this one neil simon play wasn't it yes 100%. and then it looks like the chase used that electric horseman tall story sunday in new york and our souls at night which was in 2017 which is recent the yeah. chase right. like the one with uh was it the john houseman didn't win the uh best actor supporting actor <laughs> I, I believe that's paper chase <laughs> very good very good jimmy thank you very much <laughs> you're welcome baron uh, okay guess who else was in the chase guys who marlon brando uh, oh boy the godfather <laughs> Yes, I Maybe that'll come up in the uh, the, the Never Not uh, Trivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron, thank you for being here. Happy to be here. I hope to come back. Uh, nope, I made it clear. One and done. <laughs> Dag uh, You tried. You tried. Even the announcer said you tried, Baron. Funky Middle loving. Uh, Middle sticks. All right, everybody out there, stay safe. Uh, wash your hands. Wear your masks. Do everything you're supposed to do. On behalf of the pop culture beast, look at him down there. He's uh, the uh, Never Not Funny uh, Weather. That's, that's Garen Cockrell. Holding out the Ford at Video Village. That is the Iron Dragon, Elliot Hopeberg. Keeping things uh, running like clockwork at headquarters in Sherman Oaks. That's the Honcho Matt Belknap. And our friend Baron Vaughn. 
coming out uh, from uh, in between uh, Highland Park and South Pasadena. Uh, I'm holding things down here in Baldwin Hills. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC. Never Not Funny.